0: Back to the Nuts and bolts Podcast. Today's guest we got Tomas from Legend Hobby and Flying Ryan, who just started up a new stole drag thing. What's happening, guys?
1: What's up? Good evening.
2: Evening, guys. What's been going on? Y'all been busy, huh? I know Tomas has had a lot of uh product coming out at Legend Hobby.
1: Been busy. We've been busy. Yeah a lot of stuff coming lots of stuff coming down the pipeline lots of stuff in containers lots of ships arriving soon a lot of anxious pilots and assemblers ready to go to town on these models they've been being very very patiently waiting for it. thank you guys for waiting it's been it's been fun with covid and and all these other delays with production and containers arriving at the ports and no trains to take containers across the country and all sorts of things like that but we've been we've been still pushing forward and and developing products and and getting ready so as soon as everything's uh in line, we can get these products out to the all the patient pilots who have been waiting for them. So, we got good stuff coming down the pipeline.
2: I'm say, I think every week I see you guys have posted something else that's uh, coming down um, as uh, the shipping backlog you guys do, as far as containers and everything being held up in customs and all that mess.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, I think that's has got, got a, a container, around. got a container, got a container right now. It's in California. So the ship was held off the port for a week, you know, good old California mm-hmm. port, you know, and then they finally landed and they got it off really quickly, but then it's been sitting and then it got through customs quickly. And now it's just waiting to get on a train to Texas. So as soon as soon we can get it here. We can get it sh- everything shipped out. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like we can, we can unload a 40, we got a great team, Uh legend hobby, local pilots will show up and they, and we'll unload that whole container, 45 foot container. We'll unload a whole container, like an hour and a half hour, 45 minutes, just hunking. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, then as soon as they get unloaded, we do inventory and the very next day we start shipping everything out. So everybody who pre-orders gets their models pretty darn quick. We just had a, a shipment of the new Savage Bobbers come in and took delivery late at night, like at one in the morning. And uh <laughs> driver calls me, he's like, hey man, I'm, I'm coming. I'll be there by midnight. I said, like, come on. And then one in the morning, he's like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> just got the forklift out and load a bunch of pallets of aircraft. And then the very next morning they were shipping. So some people got their models like on Friday morning, I think the container got, the shipment got here like Thursday morning at 1am. And by Friday morning, 9am people were getting models. I think freaking Ryan had his, he had his, uh, Bob were almost ready to fly by the evening at 6 p.m., three, four beers into it midday. He already had everything glued together. <laughs> three,
3: <or> four <laughs> beers into it. Was, it was good. He t- I mean, That's he told me to, to keep a good track of time. You know what I mean? So I was like, well, the best way I know how to keep time is by beers. <laughs> so right. th- three beers, we were over 50% put a, put put through. All the hard stuff was done after three beers anyways.
4: Nice. So, yeah.
1: So, yeah, we got, a lot, we got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things coming in. That, that Savage Bobber, though, if you haven't been on the website, go check it out. Um, if you all are y'all are familiar with the website, www.legendhobby.com, check it out. Go type in Bobber, it'll pop up, and check out that model. It's it's the first that I know as an ARF available. That's a quarter-scale Savage Bobber with a stainless steel welded stainless steel frame for the fuselage. And it's, it's pretty trick. It's pretty awesome. Everybody that's got one so far has been pretty impressed with it. So, yeah, y'all got to check that model out. Great stole airplane, great airframe, and as a true bobber, there's a lot of customization you can do with it. There's even some optional leather-like seats and saddlebags that actually work. So scale really- it out. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. The dash that comes with it's really nice too. It's not decals. It's actually a wooden dash with gauges in there and everything. Oh, so cool. It's pretty, pretty cool. I'll let a uh, Ryan. Ryan actually has one. I'll let him tell you a little bit about the kit too.
3: Yeah, I mean, like with the kit. Uh... The hardest part of that kid assembly, no joke, is taking it out of the box. Like they, <laughs> they use, bro, I've never seen so many, you know, they, they secure everything so well in there, you get annoyed. You know what I mean? Like on how secure it is. Uh, but that also could be the Texas heat and the fat kid thing. I get, I get a <laughs> mad at that or what. I, I told you guys, I get mad easy now that I live in Texas. But, uh, <laughs> it's it's a really quality build you know like the gauges that's one of those things the i was impressed with the leather seats like it's a leather wrap seat um and the the saddle bags like my lady was mad and jealous because i had better bags on my new airplane than she does for a purse <laughs> you know what I mean? Nice. I mean they're they're a good quality bag it, it's uh it's gonna be some head turners down here i think it uh this bomber field event. We got a good, I think we'll
1: have what, two of them there probably to showcase. I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping maybe three. There might be even three I hear coming to the, to the, to the field for bomber field to fly. uh, It'd
2: be cool to see in person. I know I've seen pictures of it posted up on Facebook, but
3: uh, you know, the fitment of it is, is decent. You know, it's good. It's uh, the, the covering came like, I literally don't have to do any ironing or anything like that. Is that the luck of the draw or not? I'm not sure, but it came quality. And nice. uh, it was a real impressive model. And I don't know if Tomas was believing me or not when I was like, dude, I mean, I can have this thing done in, in a few hours. And next thing you know, it was six and a half, seven hours, and I was pretty much done. And now I'm waiting on a, a hub spacer, prop hub spacer because I decided to make mine a little spicier than what's recommended. Uh, I threw the, <laughs> the twin 40 on it because I figured, I mean, it comes with some nice jugs, you know, um, mock-up jugs, or, or I shouldn't say mock-up jugs that's the wrong word, but uh, some fake jugs that you glue out on the outside. And I said, well, if we're going to have jugs sticking out of this thing and they might as well be real, real ones. Yep. <laughs> so uh, the cowling took me like an hour to cut. And, and, you know, all the on and offs and on and offs and fitment and everything else like that. So, if you just stick to the book and use that Stinger 35 rear exhaust, that's a six-hour build. You could be oh, wow. flying in six hours.
5: Nice. So, I'm here looking at the pictures of it. The tires basically look like spheres. They're they're big.
1: They're they're pretty big size tires. What'd you measure, Ryan? They're like almost eight inches. They're eight
3: inches. Yeah, they're eight inches. They're almost about eight inches wide, too. So you know, if you like the girth over the length, it's it's there too.
1: That's how I'm built, short and squatty, just about round as I am tall.
3: (laughs) And the and the back tire actually matches. Yeah, one thing that kind of gets me in a lot of these kits is the wheels never match. You know what I mean? It seems like They'll do good on the the mains, and then they just kind of just give you some plastic something or other for the tailwheel, and they this all actually day. matches.
1: It looks like they forgot leg day on a lot of airplanes. Kinda. It does. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah well, I mean, this thing is
3: going to be a phenomenal uh, grass field. I mean, even, I mean, we're talking alfalfa field. You'll be able to fly this thing probably off an alfalfa
2: field. Yeah. I was going to say, those tires are huge.
3: And they got ball bearings
1: in there too, by the way.
2: Oh, nice. Okay. <clears throat>
5: Well when I'm looking here, that's a wire gear, but it looks like it's got a a long piece of wire sticking out the so if you wanted to run some different wheels, you could easily change them out if you wanted
3: to. Yeah. I think you would, I think they're about six millimeter diameter. Yeah. Uh, six or eight. I'd have I didn't put a, a caliper to it, but it's gonna be one of those two. But there's a lot of wheel bearings out there for RC planes that run a six. You know, uh, ID and eight ID bearing, uh, yeah. so you're gonna have a lot of options out there, like those PMT tires, those things are pretty gnarly. Yeah, they run an
5: eight millimeter bearing, yeah, um, but, but you could easily uh, sleeve that
3: from six to eight. Just, yeah, I mean, you don't even it. have to sleeve it, you can literally get, uh, what is that, a spire or whatever that is, uh, down out of Florida for their. Esprit wheels. Yes, yeah, Esprit. Um, Esprit. Esprit. Yeah. yeah sorry.
1: Air wheels. Yeah.
3: People pick weird names for their businesses to where dumb people like me can't say that stuff right.
1: But, uh, <laughs> you can literally
3: get the bearing that'll fit that wheel there, that yeah. rim and tire. Like you don't even have to shim it or nothing. You can just order a set of six mil bearings and yeah, just swap the it right out. Yep. Yeah.
1: It's it's a it's a really cool airplane. So, um, so do y'all know the history on the Savage Bobber, how it came about, and all that? It's a model of a full scale aircraft.
5: I did know that it's a model of a full scale. Um, beyond that, no. I it's pretty cool. Details.
1: So Zlin, Zlin Aviation Zlin, Zlin Aviation, out of the Czech Republic, they they designed the Shot Cub. So the same the same designer of the Shot Cub that we sell designed the Savage Bobber as basically an anything, um, simple any kind of airplane that most people can, can afford. I think the going rate right now is about 55 or 60,000 us dollars, which is pretty, pretty inexpensive for a two seater, two place airplane. Um, and they designed it basically to be as simplistic as possible, allowing the owner, the buyer to customize it. Kind of like how you customize a Harley, you know, you get a bobber, you know, motorcycle and you just scale, you know, not scale it out, but you know, equip it the way you want to saddle bags and chrome or black and this and that all the accessories you want to put on just to make it your own. And if you go to Zlin Aviation like zlinairro.com, you can actually pull up the Savage Bobber on there and you see all these full-scale air, aircraft uh color schemes that, that owners have done. There's probably like 20 really awesome uh color schemes that customers have requested and had done on their own Savage bobber So it's 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 designed to be a simple airplane that most people can afford if they're into airplanes, you know, nothing's cheap in the aviation community, but for, for a two-seater, two-place airplane, it's pretty affordable. And uh, to get a brand-new aircraft airframe that hasn't been, you know, through 10 owners or whatever, and uh, you can get a really cool customized aircraft the way you want it, built the way you want it. So um, it's really neat, though. Uh, the owner of Zlin Aero contacted us by email, He contacted Legend Hobby, and it's like, hey, man, uh, I see you're selling a model of my full-scale aircraft. And he says, I got, man, my hair on my back, you know, jumped up. I was like, oh here we go. And he said, hey, I'm not here to cause any trouble. I'm very happy with your representation. So it's very, very accurate. And it's so nice that I want to buy one from you. I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, I was taken. I was taken back. I was like, that's freaking awesome. So we started an email chain back and forth talking about how I, was, how I could possibly get it to him. His name is Pasquale Russo. He's the owner of Lin Aviation. And uh, he said, I've seen lots of models of it, but yours is like probably the best that I've seen. And uh, he's real impressed with the welded uh, frame and everything. So... Uh, went ahead and and did the right thing and we gifted him an aircraft so so that's he's getting awesome. a, he's getting a gifted aircraft as a as a token of appreciation for for allowing us to continue to sell his model <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's uh, pretty
4: cool though. yeah, yeah. And,
1: then he, and then he then he then he said hey hey you know i don't want to take advantage of you or anything let me at least uh buy all the servos and engine from you if, and i'll pay you guys to install everything and and i want to turn airplane from you guys and, and i'm going to send a courier to pick up the aircraft when it's ready just put it in the crate and uh we'll, <laughs> we'll ship it to czech republic and we'll fly it over here
0: that's way that's way cool i got
1: i got so excited man i'm just like woo! we're gonna we're gonna do this right so yeah they just designed a real new aircraft as uh, linded it's uh call it a, i think it's called the nomad or norad let me see they just have a brand new brand new stole aircraft it's pretty trick who is it from? Z- from Zlin. Oh, okay. They call it the no- the NORAD. Uh, Let me see. Norden. The Norden. Huh. It's brand new. They debuted it at a at Oshkosh this year, and this one this one is a little bit pricier. It's about one hundred and sixty thousand, but it's got <clears throat> it's got a it's got. Unlike the Shock Hub, this one has a built in leading edge slat that actually extends off the leading edge, and and then it, it's got a. It's got pretty amazing uh, flight envelope because they're actually using a four-bladed electric prop on it.
4: <laughs> and
1: uh, they said it's actually very efficient because the blades are so thin. It, you know, the wind streamer that doesn't catch up with the previous blade, so it's very efficient. Um, it's using a Rotax 950 IS turbocharged intercooled 141 horsepower engine. I mean, it's got a lot of power uh, for that airframe. But, uh, no, so it,
2: those blades do look thin on the pictures that I'm seeing of it.
1: Uh huh. But it's 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 an amazing uh, light sport aircraft, uh, stole capable. That's uh, probably going to be the hottest thing out there next year when when they start getting delivery. They said deliveries like six to nine months on these, and uh, yeah. Yeah, float capable. You know, definitely an Alaskan, outback tundra bush aircraft. That's uh, right. It's got one are those, those special flaps called double slotted flaps. I think. Yeah.
4: <clears throat> Where yeah, it's it creates got, a man, cup.
1: Got, yeah, it's got double slotted aluminum Fowler flaps to 60 plus degrees. I mean, this thing can just drop in on you like just amazing. And uh, anyway, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to work with Pascual. I'm going to ask him and offer him to see if we can't build a Savage Norden next. So after this bobber takes off and we get all these sold and out there flying, I'm going to see if we can't work on a special deal to make some Nordens available.
0: Oh, man, I've got a question. You know, when you go to, like, say, design or start trying to produce an aircraft, man, you've got a bunch, man, like the the Cassette racer. Nobody does that. You know, Um, what's what's kind of your process for doing that? I mean, do you do a lot of the design work? Do you have a designer? I mean, kind of walk us through how that works.
1: Well, look, look, the thing is, I'm, I'm not an aerospace engineer. I'm not a designer. I try to find aircraft that's appealing um, so the the Kassut, I had nothing to do with. That was a Seagull model that <clears throat> that was a Seagull model that they had several 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 years ago. It just lost steam, you know, after a while. Um, right. And Seagull models was like, hey, what do you want us to bring back? And they're going to start bringing back racing in Australia. I'm like, yeah, bring back the Casut, but up, you know, upgraded. And then Australians got a hold of it, and Australians were actually responsible for all the new upgrades on that Casut. And, uh, they reinforced the frame, the fuselage, the firewall They went from being like a 35 CC aircraft to a 60 CC aircraft. I mean, they did a lot of redesigning on it. And, uh, and once they were happy with the results and tested it in Australia, they said, okay, we're ready for the world. And so they re released it, but like, um, let's just take like my Sky Raider, for instance. So I've always loved the Sky Raider, So, you know, that was my personal OEM project. So um, I basically found three views online, send them the three views, scale it down to the size I want. Then I work with their designers and they shoot images back and forth. How do you like this? How do you like that? So you, you don't have to have an engineering background, aerospace background. You just got to have a love and passion for the hobby and know know which direction you want to take it. And so you tell them where to put the hatches, how big you want the hatch, what you want in the cockpit. You know, as much as much detail as you want. You know, it's going to increase the price of your kit, obviously. Uh, the more, the more formers, the more wood, the better quality, it's going to increase the cost of your kit. So I try, I try to do things the right way. And, and I know the, the, the legend hobby Skywriter has been real successful. I, um, people have received that kit and flown that kit really love it. They tell me, you know, lots and lots of compliments, probably one of the nicest ARF Warbird kits out there that's full wood. You know, I have a couple of customers that are international. Um, one of them lives in in and Sweden. And he has three wow. of my Sky Raiders. He bought the first one on a trip to the U. S. <laughs> and then he came back again, bought a second one, and then he bought a third one because he loves it so much. So um, that speaks volumes, you know. He's a full scale—he's a full scale uh, airline pilot. He actually flies air cargo, and he's actually coming to Bomber Field. Um, I talked to him enough about Bomber Field. We met a couple times. We picked up some kits from me, and he worked into his schedule where he could have a layover and actually stay over it in Houston and come to Bomber Field this year. So he'll be there.
4: That's all I, I
6: heard. Is, is- shipping is cheap for this guy
1: oh yeah 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 (laughs) yeah he just got it he just picked up a b25 from me his last trip um but yeah so so you know the whole design process is is basically having a artistic idea of what you want to do with the model finding the right three views online working with a company that's going to be willing to work with you that's willing to do the production with you to your standards not theirs because that's that's another thing you can work with some companies and they're going to want to still do it their way and you got to make sure that it's your OEM project. You got to make sure they do it your way. Because at the end of the day, it's your name on the kit, you know? So, right. So, yeah. So, then when, anyway, so once they design everything, we go to pre-production. We do a pre-production kit. Even though they test flight over at the factory, I still always ask for my, my own models that have Legend Hobby name on them. I have them ship me a couple of test samples. And then once they get here, we our team here in Texas usually is who I work with because I'm close. And we all work together. And we assemble it. Test fly it, shake it down, make make recommendations for all the all the things we want to change on it before we go to production. And then once we have a, a, a final pre-production sample produced and sent us all the pictures, images of everything we changed, then we'll go to production. So that's nice. what took the B-17 so long. Like we I did the B24 with VQ aircraft. That was an OEM I did right before everything fell out with uh, VQ, but <clears throat> we did the B24, that was my OEM with them. And uh, um, I always wanted to do the B-17. And so we've been working on the B-17 now for almost two years. It's just real slow with COVID. COVID really put a dent in that production. So anyway, now we're at the point where we're about to go to production in about three weeks. We'll start production on the 125-inch B-17. So like I said, things were kind of slow before, but now we've got steam going and uh, we'll be taking orders. We're going to announce a special offer uh, at at Bomber Field this year. So we're going to do a special for uh, B-17 for the Legend Hobby uh, model. <clears throat> and right behind it, we have an 89-inch OEM P-51 B model, Bravo. I, got, I love the Razorback, and I'm offering it with uh, Malcolm Hood, which is the bubble top um, B model,
4: uh, right.
1: kind of like Berlin Express has. And then also I'm going to offer it with a greenhouse canopy, so you'll be able to get either one of them. And uh, mm-hmm. most of my models, pretty much all my models, actually, that are Legend Hobby, I set them up to use American-made retracks. So the B-17 will be riding on Robarts, the Skyraider rides on Robarts, and the B- and the uh, P-51 Bravo that'll ride on uh, Sierra gear. We,
5: so I haven't seen very many P-51s with the Malcolm hood, so that'll be incredible.
1: It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. 89 inches, it's a little bit bigger than the Top Flight. All the, all the little inaccuracies on the Top Flight kit are corrected on the B model, so the B model is pretty scale proportions even uses a scale retractable tail wheel in the right location inner doors outer doors it's going to have releasable uh drop tanks and bombs and scale cockpit and a fully enclosed engine and a few other other things plug-in wings remember the byron the old byron mustang with three-piece plug-in wings so it'll have three-piece plug-in wings also it's going to be it's going to be an awesome aircraft hopefully we'll have that one going to production shortly real shortly before the end of this year so
5: so with it being so scale in terms of uh, placement of panels and flaps and all, you know, basically you guys are keeping it as scale as possible. I mean, I assume that there are some areas you have to adjust, maybe like on airfoil, uh, maybe tweak wing area a little bit here and there in order to make these things more pleasant to fly though, correct? Correct.
1: Yeah, um, that's funny. The, the, the pre-production, like, for example, the pre-production B-17, um, somebody caught it, somebody caught it online, and they know it's a pre-production model, it's not the final model, but the factory, when we, we looked at factory, um, Boeing factory, of uh, three views, we're trying to copy the incidents and everything and get the incidents right, but somehow the factory, you know, you say something black and they say brown, and I say, no, it's black, and they say, no, it's brown, they, they didn't want to do the full dihedral in the B-17 because they thought it looked funny. I said, but that's scale. So, so the engineer over there made it three degrees of incidence instead of four and a half that the full scale B-17 has. And we, <laughs> flew it, and we flew it. if you don't tell anybody and they're not, they're not a, you know, rivet counter per se, most people won't, won't ever know that it's missing a one and a half degrees of, of incidence of uh, for the dihedral for the dihedral, not incidence uh, dihedral. Um, but this one guy just saw the the, the picture of it because I put a still picture of it he's like man you all flattened out that wing and I I didn't say anything but it's a pre-production model the, the production model has the the full dihedral four and a half degrees dihedral in it so you'll see the the, the model but yeah we we, we 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 play with incidences we play with the the firewall we play with how much weight like the b17 the pre-production model only needed two pounds of nose weight and that might sound like a lot to a lot of people but on a Warbird, you know, you build a Corsair, you're going <laughs> to probably add three pounds to five pounds of nose weight, you know? Well, and that's like the <laughs> World
5: War One models, uh, generally speaking, you add tons of nose weight. Um, you know, Clint has a ton of the D7s and, and things from Boss
1: USA and all those require nose weight. Somebody said, somebody said, if you're a scuba diver, it comes in handy to have those uh, weighted belts. on put one of like the cowling. Yep, that's what they use. That's, that's exactly weights. what it gets. Yep, yep. yep. So, one so of the yeah.
6: things I'm curious about on the bobber, uh, I read that the full scale, they actually said that crosswind performance was increased dramatically by re- removing the covering, which is one of the most noticeable aspects of the airplane. I'm curious to see how, how well that
1: translates to the model. Oh, I bet it's a, I bet it's a direct correlation and direct transition. Cause, uh, yeah, like, like Ryan said, he goes, man, there's not a lot of covering on this model. it be real easy to customize this thing <laughs> it Won't take too long <laughs> to recover and re- repaint it.
3: Yeah. And uh, I mean, and, and where we're at, we're, I mean, I'm my plan on, uh, main in this thing this weekend. And, uh, if you don't, if, if you don't fly in crosswind, you don't fly in Texas. That's my, that's my three years. Oh, yeah. Of, <laughs> no kidding. of what i've gotten out of texas right is if, if you don't want to fly in crosswind you ain't flying so-, so here's the thing about that
5: though with a stole aircraft that are, are one that's going to take off and land very efficiently and i kind of get frustrated there's some aircraft out there sold as a stole aircraft and they actually don't stole very well as a model Um, but just land crossways on the runway always into the wind you don't need to go down the runway if it'll land short enough
4: (laughs) right
3: and with so with this uh the the racing and stuff um not trying to push into that or nothing like that but the one concern i do have for the savage bobber is you know when you watch everyone do this uh even in the full scale they're i guess what are they calling it crab crab walking or whatever you know they're just pitching the plane sideways and just trying to scrub that speed off so you can land and that's going to be a, a challenging thing for the Savage Bobber. I hope the, the flaps really, really scrub the speed down on that because you're going to lose that ability with that model. So
5: it's interesting, and Casey knows what I'm talking about. At High Sierra last year, there was a lot of aircraft there that had additional parts added to them for stole drag racing.
0: Uh, it was like it was like wing fences, but when they got them sideways, it created more drag and slow them down.
5: Yep. And they had them like on the top and bottom of the cowlings. Uh, they they added these fences all over the airplane. So you see, like, Steve Henry. Uh, most people recognize the uh, Highlander that he has, which is to me one of the coolest planes out there. Yeah. Well, him and uh, who was the guy that had the Cub with the Yamaha motor, Casey?
0: Uh, Man, was it a Yamaha motor or was it a Kawasaki motor? I can't remember, but man, like yeah. in s- Sarge. Yeah. I can't. Yeah.
5: So you see those planes generally, like especially Steve Henry's got a lot of videos out right now what, of him a doing stole. Well, and he's doing like uh, stole contests, but not stole drags. Well, when he was at the stole drags, his plane was set up different. He had different tires. He had all those fences and stuff on it for stole drag racing. So. Those things are, you know, they, they modify them from event to event. It's not just one setup all the time.
3: Right. I was right. thinking about trying to counter that with uh, the with Savage Bobber. Just, I mean, I like, I like the shot cub and stuff. I like scale planes. And, I, I mean, I'm on my second shot cub because I literally just put the other one through a ringer. I was breaking parts on that thing that no one else has been breaking. And it's because I'm flying it like I stole it to learn how to do this competition stuff, to, to try to build it so that everyone else can do this. Right. But I'm thinking with that bobber, I was actually going to cut out some screen, you know, for your door screen, door screen, window stuff, and just zip tie that to the frame while we're doing the competition where you can easily remove it. Cause that screen should scrub a lot of speed. It should catch enough air.
2: Yeah, so that'd give you a lot of drag, I would think.
3: Yeah. And you should still yeah. be able to see everything too. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, So I'm hoping that'll be kind of a cool little side kit we can put together for the, the, uh, stole, uh, drag racers. Um, but obviously that's, hasn't been tested yet. <laughs>
0: Well, man, get you some inspiration off of like Steve Henry's plane and stuff like that and start messing with some. I mean, I don't know how it's going to translate, but I think if you're wanting to slow it down, that might be a place to kind of start with some like nice, small, thin Lexan or Plexi. I think you could pull it off.
4: Right.
5: Yeah, Steve Henry's plane to me is the – that's the most epic stole plane out there. And it's one of those that as cool as it is in video – it's that much cooler in person to hear that engine. What is it turning? You think Casey it's like eight, 9,000. I don't
0: I mean, know. It wraps out so quick. I mean, yeah. it's just like that. It's there. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a wild it's purpose built for that. You know, it, that plane right. would be worthless for anything else. You know, yeah.
3: it'd be a real expensive and loud hunting trip. You're saying,
0: uh, no, I mean, <laughs> Dude, you're never dude. It take you hours to get there. It's right. It's like build, building a stoplight. The stoplight car, man. You yep. got that 411 <laughs> rear end in there, and you're you're topping out. You know, before you even get to the finish line.
5: Well, let's put it this way: there was like two airplanes that got hauled to High Sierra in trailers. And he didn't and want to was, fly them. No, they don't cross country them. He took the wings and folded the wings back, pulled the prop, put smaller tires in it, and it went in an enclosed trailer.
6: Wow. Dang.
5: I mean, the plane is, it's really good for zero to 80 real fast, but I would imagine it's probably not real good for let's get in it and cruise for six hours.
3: <laughs> right, when you yeah, could drive not. there faster. Yeah, probably. Yeah,
0: I mean, they were topping off fuel between heats. I mean, I'm sure it's got like, I mean, they're making it as light as possible, you know, so super small fuel tanks, enough to get through runs, you know. Yep. That was a pretty neat. That was a pretty neat deal. If you man, if uh, check it out on YouTube, he'll try to go. You know, it, that's actually when is that? That's coming up. That's like not next weekend, but the next, I believe.
5: Uh, not sure. I was thinking it was around the same time as Superfly. Um, I actually talked to oh, Ryan yeah, today, yep. and uh, and he and I are going to be working on something for High Sierra since we can't go
0: this year. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm sad about that. I man, really the minute we stepped foot out there, I was already trying to figure out how I'm going to go again. I mean, it was that good.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah.
5: But hearing Ryan talk about the stole drags. It, yeah. It it's a cool thing to see for sure. Yeah, And we've done it to, uh, on a small scale up here in Oklahoma city. And, uh, you were talking about the crosswind, um, I'll say that I preferred stole dragging on crosswind days yeah. because with the headwind, it's great one way and horrible the other. Mm-hmm. So at least when it's crosswind, it's a little bit more even on their front and back stretch.
3: Yeah. So. we I uh, worked with Michael uh, a fair amount. We just kind of went over rules and stuff like that and stuff that he encountered uh, when you guys were doing it in Oklahoma. And then I tried to incorporate all that, you know, uh, trying to do this to incorporate proper rules to where, because you got to make it to where money isn't just going to win every race and everyone still has fun and doesn't take it too serious. You know what I mean? Like trying to get all that uh, worded. And, right. and still well, be appealing to people it has been the hardest challenge so far.
0: Well, man, what's what I really took away from what we were doing with it was, dude, it's awesome from a pilot standpoint, but from a spectator standpoint, it, man, you're not going to, I mean, you're not going to go to an RC field and see anything like that. And I think right. if you were to get it right, um, you're going to bring a lot of people into the hobby, but I mean, dude, it's a carnage fest, man. I mean, Um, you get some good pilots, stuff goes pretty smooth. You get some, you know, entry level, you know, guys like me, dude, I'm wasting stuff. I mean, just horrible, you know? I mean, I couldn't even make, I I killed a plane before I got out, you know?
5: Yeah. The first year it was actually like a a competition of attrition. It was just who made it to the (laughs) end,
3: who could just (laughs) land the first time before they even (laughs) turned it around.
5: Well, yeah. I mean, it was simply like the planes were beyond repair, right? You know? Right. And you know this guy's out because he can't fix his airplane. Okay. Well, you get you won that round. And then the other <laughs> thing too was uh, we had made up a rule to where if uh, if your plane flipped over, it was considered a crash. And if who you're racing against didn't flip over, i.e., didn't crash, they won. Mm-hmm. And that right there with the uh, high wing, uh, like the, the, a lot of the guys were flying the timbers, well they're they're really easy to tip over. And so a lot of people lost because of that that you know simply lost because their plane flipped over in the right, crosswind. And, Clay,
0: right. and Clay was actually he, he won the first one and yeah. he was flying a 3D aircraft, a little Flex innovations QQ300. Yep, or QQ Extra or whatever it is.
3: Right. Yeah, I mean, really, the I think the only uh, exclusions, kind of like the way that I wrote the rules, is like single thrust angle, right? Like your thrust line, so that people don't start showing up with helicopters or quadcopters or or anything like Built that. Rotors. Because yeah, you know, you know, people are going to want to bend the rules, uh, and I mean, and you guys started this up with foam you know what I mean? And we're offering two, two separate sides. Well, technically three different um, classifications of, of full scale wood gasoline and then full scale wood electric. And then it drops down into the foams. Right. Yeah. And uh, the one thing I want to get across to everyone about this is so Tomas and I have done a lot of talking about just how exciting it's going to be for everyone else to watch it because we all get bored at these events that we travel 10, 12 hours to 10 minutes into it because we've already seen half the planes going round and round, just pattern flying. Right. So it's, it becomes very redundant real quick. And I wanted to schedule these events in the inside of the other events to where it's we're basically we're doing it for us, but we also need to know no different than NASCAR or NHRA. We are entertainment. We are there to entertain like a show. We need to put on a show uh, all while doing this stall racing for our own stuff. We just need to know we're put on a show and for everybody else behind us because that's gonna be one of the most talked about things. Like man, we watched these stall guys. There was 10 planes that got destroyed and five of them did real good, but it was everyone was always laughing and on the edge of their seat. right. And I think our hobby needs that. I think it could really help save our hobby. Well,
1: the name of my aircraft is going to be carnage incorporated.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and so that's ultimately why we all stuck with inexpensive airplanes and didn't go the right the wood gas airplanes was because the sheer amount of carnage in the first one. It's like, yeah, I'm not even bringing a six ass electric out here. Like, I'm bringing something that I don't care if it gets wiped out. Right. Uh, Cause there was mid airs, there was hitting poles <laughs> and there was flipping over. I mean, it was anything and everything you can imagine. Uh, I mean, what at the end of it, Casey, what there was
0: like three airplanes that were still flyable. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately yeah. the people that were competing in the end still had airplanes together and all, I mean, other than plays, which he was 3d and, you know, freaking high alpha hovering all the way through it. But, um, No, that was
5: showing off at the end. I flew it
0: right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but it was one of those that uh, the people that won had aircraft that were together. And I would bet two of the three that were in the finish had to tape, glue, or do something to keep competing. (laughs) Yeah, right. Absolutely.
3: I mean, that's in any RC competition, really, though. You know what I mean? mean, That's a standard across the board.
0: And when we yeah. first started doing it, it was kind of like, uh, you know, racing RC cars, dude, you kind of had like turn marshals. So if it did flip over, man, you got your stuff flipped back over, but you still had to, t- you know, turn around, you know, but, uh, and then I got to where, well, well, that's a crash. And you know what I'm saying? So figuring out the rules and, and healthy competition and in the, in that group, everybody went, well, no, we got to do it like this. Cause what about this? So, I mean, everybody was very technical on how, we should kind of go about doing it. So right. It was it, here's it what was you
5: need. You, you a need a James Squared.
0: Yes, absolutely.
5: We had James Squared, and then finally I was like, you know what? Y'all figured the rules out. And just tell me if I won or lost. I'm gonna go over <laughs> here and sit down.
4: <laughs> right. Yeah. You need but you it need also needs to be that
3: fun that. too. You know what I mean? Like who really cares who wins? I mean, I'm there's gonna be the the tryhards and diehards and you know, but really like uh, me as an event coordinator director, right? Like my goal is, uh, for everyone to have fun and, and try to keep it the carnage down to a minimum. And that's why we're offering. So it's not just stall drag racing. It's we're doing pylon racing with these stall planes. We're also doing basically like a limbo, but different right on takeoff and landing. Because I I sat there and beat my head up against a wall forever going, how can we actually measure the short takeoffs and short landings when you start getting down to the not so obvious, uh, you know, you get like a Draco, right? I'll just use the the e-flight Draco because a lot of people know about it. You can take off with that thing before the wheel ever makes one full rotation. So how are you supposed to measure that? you know, so I started going, well, we're just going to do, instead of a limbo for how low you can go, we'll just start off with, let's just say a a 25 foot section. And the pilot has, he can go all the way back, put his wheels to the back, you know, the, the furthest line, his tail wheel and take off. And, but you have to take off, come right back around and then land in that same area you just took off. And, and whoever does that, makes it to the next round for the limbo, you know? So now, now we took five foot off or 10 foot. And, and then when you get down to the shorter distances, you know, like three, four five foot, whatever. Um, then we'll start moving inches instead of feet, uh, to try to get this whittled down. But I wanted to, I was worried about the carnage. That's why I decided to start offering uh, a pylon stall racing to, uh, because I think a lot of people will be comfortable doing that, and the the limbo short short takeoff short landing uh, option as well, so that people don't get discouraged when they go out there like Casey did and just smoked a plane his first time out there. He goes, "Man, that just I cost wasn't, me three hundred bucks."
0: Right. Well, I wasn't discouraged. I mean, I knew when I entered I was going to smoke it. Right. That's why I. That's why I brought a hundred dollar pile. I was going to say, know? no in case it was
2: somebody else's plane anyway. So
0: yeah, that's yeah. You're usually
5: right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was early on in hobo, uh, so it was actually his airplane.
0: Hey, I learned a lot hoboing. It's, it's, been a, it's been a way of life,
1: you know. It's funny. Well, well, this this stole racing is is it really exciting? And 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 I know you guys in Oklahoma really really did it up. About was it two years ago when you all started that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So you you know y'all are the real pioneers in the RC Stoll community. You know, we're just we're just trying to now get it organized and get it get it going east coast to west coast. So I know Ryan's going to try to get on the AMA AMH show to talk on on the, the AMA show with Lee Ray. We're trying to get him on there. We're trying right. to get, <clears throat> Try to get the word out as much as possible. So anybody in no, it doesn't matter if you're in California, Florida, New York, Colorado. If you're interested in Stoll racing, right now is a great time to contact Ryan become a district coordinator district manager basically for stole racing in your area. And we'll help you start, you know, connecting with other like, like-minded pilots in the area and get and get the organization going coast to coast. Cause that that's what it's all about. Grassroots, get it started with people who really have a huge passion for it. And, and it'll you build it. I, I'm a strong believer in like you build it and they'll come, you know?
5: Yeah. Well, and, you know, the thing is, is we, we met with the guys that created stole drag, you mm-hmm. know, we met with Kyle Bushman and Kevin Quinn. I mean, these are the guys that created it period. Right. Uh, Right. 10 some odd years ago. And when they heard that we had done it with RC planes, these guys got very excited about it. Oh Uh, yeah. You know, they were way
3: into it. I've talked to Kevin and they're, they're like, he was like, yeah, dude, we're, we'll back you. What do you need from us? This is going to be awesome. And, and uh, I started talking to Rod Of course, um, he jumped in on the conversation and, and I had a fair amount of talks with him and got a lot of information and stuff from him and to where really we could be running and doing some demonstration stuff through their actual real races. Right. So, um, and it, it's, it's cool to have their backing, you know, um, with with this and, the drag racing is cool and stuff. And I, I like the drag racing side. Um, and I hope that really takes off, but I wanted to On have other ticket. options out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. All yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully. Right. Uh, and with the, with the website stuff. So the way I kind of structured it, it's stallrc.com, Right. And you become a member. There's a whole online forum. Uh, I'm trying to build this stole community of, of RC online and we talked about it uh, even Michael Rod uh, Tomas myself like I just I try to listen to what everyone's saying and then try to fabricate the best plan out of everybody's um, opinions right to try to make it right. the best for everybody and I came down to where if you're going to race and stuff, uh, for stall RC in those competitions, you have to become a member and the member is a $20 membership yearly or annual, I should say. And really that is to pretty much pay for the website, right? Like I'm not getting anything out of it. Um, but with that website, that's where you get all your, your access and stuff of, of what's new and upcoming in RC, You get exclusive discounts from retailers that are on board, uh, up to 25% so far. So the, it's I'm getting the ball rolling. Um, you will also be able to, when you are a member, you'll be able to propose rule changes. You'll be able to vote on the said rule changes and stuff yearly. Uh, not to get it too political, but I want to have people to have a voice. And I think they should... You know, that $20 is not a lot, but it will weed out the people who are just there just to talk or just mix it up and have no real passion about it. You know what I mean? If we just open it up to like an online Facebook, as long as you're a member of this, you can participate in that. Uh, right. we, would, we would have more trolls than we would actual active, serious passion members. <laughs>
0: Well, from a standpoint of having an online forum, kind of like uh, Facebook stuff, the scrap pile, man, it was really easy to weed out the Karens, man. They let themselves show and then they were gone. Right. You know?
5: <laughs> Some of them helped themselves out. Oh, yeah. Some of them we had to kind of nudge them, but yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's always good when the trash takes itself out. For sure.
0: Well, the problem was is all the trash stayed. Yeah, we we're, 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 were getting rid of the good folks you know yeah.
3: and now you guys now you guys have a uh podcast with it right yeah, yeah that's ridiculous man. well the facebook come
5: that was a byproduct of the podcast really but uh yeah with the uh with the scrap pile lately it's kind of turned into water burger versus in and out <laughs> yeah. like geez come on let's uh Let's progress to something else, at least.
4: Right. yeah, What's that group? Is, hey, it
6: the
1: not... ba- is it the Balsa Builder group that they're having a war right now with cover photos from the 80s and 70s? of women? like... In- oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: Uh,
1: I'm just there. Honestly, now I just go there now just for the cover photos, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so the, Somebody got real mad about that. That was awesome. Oh, the
5: Balsa. Is it the Balsa Model Builders? Like that group there, boy. They get uh, – they're a bunch of Davids. I'll say that. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah.
1: Man, I don't, I don't care if you're building a balsa model, you're assembling a kit, you're throwing together, a, you know, plugging in a plug-and-play. I don't care if it's foam, carbon fiber. Dude, if you're flying a model aircraft, good for you because we need everybody to keep this hobby going because it's right. going – we're all going to be on Absolutely. virtual reality yeah. in a couple of years, and that's
3: it. Yeah, we're all going to be playing real flight, and we all know how well that place is. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I was listening
5: to a Joe Rogan a couple of days ago, and they had Mark Zuckerberg on there, and they were talking about basically like in the future, you'll be uh, like so many of your interactions will be holograms. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, geez. I mean, yeah, the meta
3: world, right? Is that what they're calling that? The meta world. Right. Yeah, The dude, metaverse. Metaverse, that's what it is.
5: All I can think of is the uh, Futurama meme. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yeah, they're like, yeah.
3: <laughs> you can buy a piece of land in the metaverse for six Bitcoins. And it's like, hold on, you idiots. Do you realize that a Bitcoin is like $40,000, right? Well, it was. Yeah. I don't know what it is now. But
4: mm-hmm.
3: the, they, they're really trying to push that. And, um, but to get back on track, sorry, I'm digressing <laughs> no, uh, <you're>
4: <laughs> Like the,
3: with, with the, i I've, I personally feel, and I don't know how you guys feel is, is our hobby is in a, in a very red zone right now, uh, between new limitations and laws and, and it all boils down to even people chasing people off the field because they don't agree with each other. Yeah. And it just seems to be shrinking and shrinking our hobby uh, to the point of where now retailers are starting to bow out. And I mean, they've been bowing out for how long, 10 years. So for the
5: most part, I think the hobby is a, a, a good bunch of people, but man, it's uh, I being the youngest one, at uh, my field and the youngest one at a lot of places I go to, excluding a few teenagers here and there, I've never seen so many sixty and seventy year old men bitch and moan and complain in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're not doing it th- their way, you're wrong. And uh, yeah, you know, it's like I absolutely you-
0: agree with that. I mean, it's like you take it so seriously, man, D- dude. It's life. We're not getting out of this alive. Have some fun, man. Right. I'm not saying go out and break rules and do stuff like that. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you know, have a little gray area. It doesn't always have to be so black and white.
5: Right. That's what I'm talking about. And if you're a fun hater, just go home. I, I don't know, go take up basket weaving or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, underwater, forget your scuba tank.
3: Right. right.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, dude, I- wow.
3: yeah. Underwater welding. No no breathing <laughs> accessories. Just get it done.
0: Well, yeah, like get it done. I know
5: Casey and me have said this and and I know I've heard Clint say, it's like, dude, I'm sick of the fun haters, Mm
4: -hmm. you know,
5: like you go to an event and you're trying to have a good time, you know, it's like, just let it go. (laughs) Just let it go. Well, people don't realize the
3: politics behind all these events. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, even in the event that I'm doing, it's, there's a lot of politics with the old timers. Uh, I call them the elders of the group because they're setting their own ways, you know, and, uh, and they don't want to let go. They, they feel like us new guys are coming in and trying to take their pride of possession because it's really all they have left, it seems like, the way they act towards me anyways. And, uh, and I understand that, but we also have to make them understand as is the, is the, the Green Peas or, the, you know, the, the younger generation's, of we have to figure out a way to preserve this after you guys are gone. Right. And I'm know. talking the fields and stuff like that, right. Our flying fields.
5: I, I kind of like the Bill Perry approach. I just got to wait till y'all die and then I do whatever I want.
4: Well, I mean, might, that,
0: that is- might put
3: a little salt on somebody's wound, but I mean, it, it, it ain't salt in me. That's right. I mean, I <laughs> like salt. Dude.
5: I eat
4: turkey uh, every day. So <laughs>
5: yeah, no, it, uh, like I said you guys haven't met bill but uh the rest you know, it's just how he is yeah <laughs> so
0: and my deal with it is you know i it's not that we want to necessarily change what they're doing or anything like that but man I mean the hobby has changed right you know definitely and it's one of those deals that it's just like you may not like what's going on and that's okay you know you don't have to take part in it Don't try to, you know. I mean, if if it's not a safety deal or something like that, I mean, scrolling through Facebook, you know, I see stuff all the time that I don't agree with. But do I get all butthurt about it? Let's make a post and show everybody how I feel. No, I just keep on scrolling. Right. You know, it kind of. I'm here for the memes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's. uh, I mean, so there and there's some there's some good. competition right you know because the the, i'm going to call the elders i'm I'm just going to say it for what it is right i'm going to say it is the air retracts versus the electric retracts it's literally that easy to draw a line in the sand at these clubs and
1: (laughs) i'm and if you're not running
3: you're not running pens oil (laughs) well tom Tomas, we'll, we'll have to talk about that afterwards. But, <laughs> hey, man, I'm taking my you, toys. I'm going home now. <laughs> all right.
5: You need someone to help you carry them? So here's, here's <laughs> what, what me and Casey are getting at, though. It's like, dude, Tomas, you want to run air retracts? Cool, dude. It's whatever. I don't give yeah, a shit. Yeah. That's you, awesome. Brian. you want to run electrics? All right, man. Whatever. Do you.
3: Like, yeah, I don't that's really where they should what be. You, you, know? you know, it's like,
5: dude, run right. what you brung. I don't really care if you like it. That's cool.
3: But don't, the problem is don't it's not care like me
5: that. about don't care me about what I like.
3: Right. That's what I'm getting. At. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I go, the, I go to the field to fly. That's why I like electric retracks. I don't go to sit around and talk all day and fly <laughs> twice, bro. I don't want to sit there with my head inside of a B-17 listening for a. Sss. It just doesn't sound fun to me. I want to fly. So they're there's that fun competition. Right. Uh, but unfortunately that usually turns to worse and, and then it becomes clicks. And then when the clicks form, then, then people start getting chased out. And that's kind of one thing that I want the the stall RC racing to eliminate so that there's no downtime for these clicks to happen. It's just like, check out these crazy dudes that are going to destroy probably half of what they brought.
5: Well, here's the thing is you'll have a couple of Cairns. I can't believe they're just doing that to those good airplanes out there. I just can't believe that they're tearing (laughs) them up.
3: Those (laughs) are perfectly good airplanes. Like on sad, when they burn them, they're like, I could have done something with that. Dude, it's my my airplane, bro. If I wanted to burn it it to the ground brand new, let me burn it to the Uh, ground. That's my money. That's that's another one. The armchair quarterbacks.
5: I literally ripped the entire bottom half of my Mamba 120 off. And it's, oh, that's repairable no it's not (laughs) right like there's nothing to even reference off of to get it back square again like and it'll never be strong enough to really withstand what it needs to like no it's not repairable sorry that your picture on facebook told you that it was right
0: Uh, well clay i think you're wrong and you know we just can't be friends anymore because we (laughs) disagree
5: that's that's (laughs) the way of 2022 yeah Yep. that's it
3: Dude, I piled the uh, I piled my Cessna ag wagon in that I bought from Tomas, which I don't. It was Tomas's fault. I'm just blaming it on Tomas because yeah, he <laughs> sold me the plane.
4: Yeah, I, I said but, go
3: for uh, dude. I piled drove that thing. That was the loudest hollow sound I've heard in at least ten years. Right? <laughs> I mean, it was. I posted it on Sad, and I think I'm the only one on Sad. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pat myself on the back right now because. I think I'm the only one that's actually owned up to no nah, dude, it was my fault. Because everyone on there, it's always something. It's something else, somebody else's fault, or it's always the radio's fault, or it's always yeah. Uh and I <laughs> no, that's lie. what I oh, laugh, laugh about. Spectrum. I'm like, oh wait, hold on. You're you just want to blame it on something else. And I think I'm the only one that uh took took my own blame on that. And in in the comments, it was. <laughs> It was the people going, "Oh, you could fix that." I'm like, "Bro, look, I don't even like when my stuff's wrinkled. It's already in the trash can." (laughs) So, and there was those, and then there was the the people of like, "Oh, it must have been a Spectrum radio, (laughs) team brownout, (laughs) or it must have been, you know what I mean, like, yeah, team brownout." (laughs) It's like, come on, guys, like, yeah, it's like the only brownout was your pants whenever
5: you crashed.
3: <laughs> i was like i already threw it away and they're like oh well i could have fixed it and i was like well then go out and wreck one and fix it i don't give a shit <laughs> no. you know like that was my 1200 i threw in the trash can it wasn't yours
0: yeah it's just crazy man people are yeah. people are awesome
1: well listen uh we got a we got a really fun group of guys getting together Next weekend from the 15th to the 17th, early arrivals are welcome starting on Sunday. Come on down to Monaville, Texas for the 34th annual B-17 flying and Big Bird event. So it doesn't matter Damn, 34. if military. Dude, 34 years, man. And, and it doesn't matter if you're bringing a civilian aircraft a target. doesn't matter if you're bringing a jet. If it's, if it's gi- considered giant scale, bring it and fly it and have fun with us. We're going to have a bunch of guys as far away from Florida, California got guys coming out from Colorado so we got pilots from east coast to west coast you should have about a we usually average about 150 to 160 pilots and it's just a fun it's a big fun fellowship and uh and we have a lot of fun out there good flying um and and it's a great field it's a big runway adjacent grass runway paved runway covered pits good food we're doing an eight foot pizza uh, we got these guys called the country, country was a dirt road cookers and they come out here and they're going to put together an eight foot oven, you know, wood fired oven baked pizza on Friday for the oh, pilots. Wow. I just
3: but want you know, one real slice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like from I right, want the full the slice for well, four foot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're, that's, that's going to be an event in itself. That's on Friday. They come and set up at nine to 10. And then from 10 to 11, the rolling dough and, and setting it out. And then from 11 to 12, they actually bake the pizza. So I asked them to do a, I asked them to do a B-17 or a big bomb in the center of it out of, out of meat. But uh, yeah, it's going to be fun on Friday. And Friday night we're having a barbecue dinner out there and movies. And Saturday is the big, big day. If you can only make it one day, try to get out there on Saturday. We'll be flying and, uh, all day starting at uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock. We'll have a pilots meeting and then we'll have flying all day and uh, awards and a huge raffle man we got so many prizes for this raffle it's going to be unheard of yeah i've
0: seen yeah i've seen some of the prizes for that you guys have definitely got some stuff together for that
1: so it's going to be really fun y'all come out and see us and and we'll take good care of you so
5: i I think i've seen that pizza before is this like you guys haven't done this or have you done this before because i could have swore i seen a a picture of it
1: no i got the i got the owner to send me some pictures of an event okay not too long ago, it's an eight-foot pizza. It's crazy. I was looking gotcha. for something fun and unique to do with the, all the pies. Everybody's had burgers. Everybody's had barbecue. It's like, man, what's different and unique? And everybody loves. Everybody loves pizza. We do Jello wrestling. Jello yeah. wrestling is new. <laughs> we'll, we'll, oh, do was... we'll do that at Ryan's yeah, event. We'll do that at right Yeah,
3: we can do that at a stall event.
1: Yeah, but yeah. stall dragon Jello. Yeah, come on J-Lo in. Yeah. Jello shots and Jello racing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, oh, no, when a, you
0: said eight foot pizza, I was thinking about rolling myself up in it like a, you know, Italian pig in a blanket, right? <laughs>
1: right. Oh man, it's going to be fun. It's, I, I had a couple comments that message a couple pilots messaged me that go, dude, just so you know, we're coming just for the pizza on Friday. <laughs> right. So, wow. you, see, you don't understand how much, yeah, we, 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 we love pizza. We're only coming really just for the pizza. The, the air <laughs> show, you know, it doesn't matter. We're probably not going to fly or be so full on pizza. I was like, all right, come on. So I'm, I'm
3: coming just to steal the show and get all the talkers about my Joe Biden,
1: Savage Bobber. Oh boy. Yeah,
0: that's going to be good. <laughs> so
1: yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely going on the internet. Yeah. So,
3: oh, Tomas, it's definitely, gonna. yeah. Uh,
5: you know, sorry. Let me break in here. I, uh, this being the B 17 gathering, I feel it's fitting that we maybe talk a little bit more about the B 17 that you guys have been working on. And I, I got to thinking back several shows ago we mentioned the b-17 because i think that was right whenever you guys kind of announced that the uh, prototyping was all completed and all that sort of stuff um, anyway with that being said one of the questions i've got is how easy would it be to make that electric no
1: real easy we actually designed it with a a lot of room in the nacelles for fuel tanks and and uh, the center hatch on the fuselage actually comes off it's a huge center hatch. So you have access to your bomb bay. We have a working bomb bay. And, uh, and inside of there, there's room for your battery packs. So you can run extensions from the center of the fuse through the wing into the nacelles and, and have your batteries located on the CG inside the fuselage. Um, so it's going to be really easy to do electric or gas or glow. I got a bunch of customers in line right now. They said, man, I got four. 70s or 490s four strokes i'm ready to go you know i had an old westcraft kit our our models is, is fully uh, fully sheeted it's it's all wood and so it's it's really light uh, one of our friends has an american eagle b25 which is a later i think it's a i don't want to be wrong about this but you know i think it's a copy of the old westcraft kit american eagle basically kind of duplicated the old westcraft kit if you would and, and it's about the same size or 123 inches ours is 125 but anyway we, long story short we weighed the we weighed the american eagle b17 it's a beautiful model um and weighed in weighed in i think it was nine pounds heavier than our b than our b17 and yeah it's wow. fiberglass and painted but we're talking nine pounds lighter on our wood wood version and mm-hmm. ours has features that most of these other b17s don't have out of the box out of you know even though you built it we're like a functional bombay i see so many b17s out there there's don't even have a Bombay. It's like, man, you got a bomber. You got to have a Bombay, you know? I know, right?
4: (laughs) I was going to say, it's like,
5: how can you have a B-17 without a Bombay? That's just.
1: And I'm not, I'm not trash talking anybody. I'm just saying, it's just like, and if I'm going to go through all the, all the work of having a bomber by God, it's got to drop bombs, you know? um so so when i designed this model i made sure that we had functional scale bomb bay doors and and man these these doors are beautiful they're they're the scale shape profile when they open you see them it's like a true clamshell it's, it's beautiful and uh, we got rotating turrets so the, the dorsal turret on the top rotates the chin turret rotates the ball turret rotates and i worked with uh, chris Wolford, the rc geek and he has these little random sur- servo motion generators or little chips and you plug in the servos into them and then they'll automatically make sure that all the servos are rotating a different direction and so uh, that all would these be turrets, cool all these turrets will be moving different direction by itself just by flicking a switch on you know on your transmitter yeah that would that would be really so, cool
2: i think one of the things that we were discussing before uh when we talked about that b17 was where you could put uh batteries like i said what the whether there would be room in the pods or whether it would be in the center. And if there was room for them, I know that was part of the discussion that we had. So that's good to know that, uh, that there's plenty of room there for them.
1: Yep. Oh yeah. Plenty of room for that. There's plenty of room, our, our prototype we flew with the uh, 15 CCRE um, Stinger engines and it flies w- with a great, great bit of authority. And you have plenty of reserve power. And the thing about B 17s is usually the cells are so small that there's not a big fuel tank. And so usually, by the time the whole the whole gaggle's up in the air, the whole flight of you know six to eight of them, someone has to already land. And our loiter time is probably going to be the highest of any of the B-17s out there, so we'll be able to get up first, stay up, and land last. We'll have nice. enough fuel,
4: cool.
1: have enough fuel on board to stay up for for a long time and have a lot of fun doing it. So I'm really excited. The model's going to be available in all olive drab with a gray belly, um, all silver, and then uncovered, and they're all fully fully sheeted, two-piece wings. Detachable horizontal stabs for easy transportation. Oh, that's already nice. Mentioned, already mentioned the huge hatch on top. So whether you're flying electric, gas, glow, um, loading your bombs, you're gonna t- take the top hatch hatch off and throw your bombs in the top. And then when you're flying, you just open your bomb bay and they fall right out. Super kiss kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. You know, and uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, it flies really really well already. And with the extra one and a half degrees of dihedral, uh, it's going to fly even better. So, uh, the, the main Bombay, take a 12-ounce can. Man. <laughs> I, I think you can stick some twisted teas in there and really knock somebody out. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, no, don't, don't ever don't. I'm not condoning over, that yeah. behavior. Don't ever. Right. Drink.
3: I mean, no, let's be real. Who actually drinks twisted teas?
1: I don't know. I think you just hit people over the head with them, but yeah, uh, so right. so I don't happy. know. We've had a few uh, of them. So we had could had name a few. few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh, that, man. that, uh, that B 17, that Bombay, it does work right out of the box. The turrets will rotate for you with three little servos. It's going to come, the the kit's going to come with a bunch of 3D printed parts. It's going to have 3D printed really nice. It's not going to have ABS, you know, and melted. I call them ABS melted radials. It's not going to have that. It's going to have real scale 3D printed um, radial engines. It's going to have some 3D printed Norton bombsite. It's going to have a cockpit kit where you can see actual cockpit engages. We're working on a crew, an optional crew. There'll be an optional crew for you. Um, But it's going to have scale wheels, the actual hubs for the wheels are 3d printed so it's got all the little details on the on the wheel hubs so it's gonna it's probably gonna be the nicest arf arc you've ever seen come out of anywhere is it I is it, it gonna to to be it electric
3: really. retracts
1: hell no it's a pneumatic retracts man <laughs> you, you, you kiss your mother with that mouth come on hey. man <laughs> yeah. you, should,
3: you should hear some of the shit coming out of yours you should be able to taste
1: it <laughs> Hey, So so, uh, so we're, we're, we're definitely, we're definitely going to edit that one out, but, um, (laughs) but you know, the, the B-17 itself though, like it's, it's, I, I, I've been, been messing with models. Like most of you guys have 35 plus years and over, over my experience on certain models, such like the B-17 why I've had likes line retracts on an old American Eagle B-17 I've had before. Um, I've had JP retracts. I've had all sorts of retracts, but to me, if you set it up right, you're going to be happy with the with the pneumatic retracts from Robart on the B17. They just they function right, they look scale, and the wheel combo it's going to be really really nice. If you really really got to have electric, there's an electric option, um, but we're gonna we're gonna really push the pneumatics. And yeah. most people flying the Skyraider, they've had electrics with it, and then they come right back and say, you know what, I think you're right. I think I need to do the pneumatic on here because everybody with the pneumatics seem to be smiling all day, and the guys with the electrics seem to have trouble every <laughs> once in a while. So.
6: You guys
3: are using their own electrics. That's what
6: I'm saying. <laughs> yeah.
1: <but laughs> so man, that I, I, I get, better.
3: I get it. I was just, I was honestly just curious what was going to come with it.
1: So the uh, retracts, cause... are optional. The retracks, they're not going to be included because that make the total package price too big for for a lot of customers. They'd, they they want to piecemeal it together. Buy the airframe first because they already have some engines, you know. So everything's piecemeal. You can buy the airframe first, and then buy the like buy the retracts, whether you want pneumatic or electric. And all, all joking aside, you you can use electric retracts. We'll have them available, electric and pneumatic. Um, and uh, scale wheels come with a retract set. And scale wheels will also be available separate, so you can buy the wheels and the pneumatics together, or electric and wheels together, or you can even buy this. Say you have an old set of retracts from the American Eagle B17 that are Robart. They'll drop in there. They'll, they should be the same exact dimensions. And oh. so a lot of guys, a lot of guys have these old. Mothballed b-17s that have just had too many sorties flowing on them and retracts are still good engines are still good they just need a new airframe and this will be a perfect airframe to you get your motors your engines drop them in there put your retracts in there and, and fly
2: can i can i ask what the price point is going to be on it i know online it doesn't have a dollar we're, figure so it's out of stock so i was just curious yeah, yeah so so a-
1: the, the, the price point for this is going to be under two thousand dollars for okay. the airframe um and I'm gonna actually I'm actually having a special. The only reason I can't tell you what it's gonna be is is uh, at, at the B17 event we're gonna announce a special. Okay. Um, we're I'm already planning. We already we are already planning the 35th anniversary next year, and we have a lot of things we already are thinking about and and planning for next year. So, in conjunction with the 35th anniversary, we're gonna try to have the most B17s that this field has ever seen in its in its history, uh, thanks to this new ARF uh, B17. So I'm going to do a very, very special promotion at the B-17 event. And if you're not there, it's going to be online uh, probably Saturday night or Sunday. And uh, the offer will be extended through the end of the year through December. So if you get one of the early kits, you're going to have a very, very, very memorable purchase. It's going to come with some really cool stuff. And there's going to be a special offer if you bring it and show up at the 35th anniversary B-17 next year in September. So it's going to be kind of one of those mission uh, mission complete, kind of ARF ARC kits that you buy, and you show up next year and, and you get some really, really wonderful things.
2: Awesome. Okay.
0: And also, yeah, get on uh, get on Facebook and go ahead and join that uh, Legend Hobby group right now. That way you can stay kind of in the know on what's going on with that. If some, that's something that you're interested in, and another thing say, that to, yeah, Tomas does right so right well,
4: yeah.
0: yeah. Dude, Sorry, go ahead. I don't think, no, I don't think there's, you know, something you do really well, man, is you, ex- you have accessories, you can accessorize all the aircraft that you sell, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, stuff that you would have to go hunting and searching for and maybe make yourself, man, you make it really easy because there's lots of options and things like that, like cockpits, and pilots, and lots of scale details that I don't see anybody else
1: doing. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I really do this because I love it. Uh, you could ask anybody who knows me. We're, we're not getting rich doing this. We're just barely getting by, you know, model to model, product to product. We're just, trying to, we're just trying to keep the excitement alive and do all these models that we have that we want to get done before we die. You know, there's so many right. more. You know, P-51B, I have an A-20 Havoc, a 95-inch A-20 Havoc that's halfway through development right now. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of really cool planes, and IL, IL-2 Sturmovik is going to be coming also. Um, so there's a lot of really cool aircraft that people have always fantasized. And a lot of the other big box stores won't do because their accountants just want to produce more T-28s, you know? Right.
3: Uh, (laughs) Right. I mean, the one little shout out I'll give, um, if people are looking for a reason to do business with Tomas, uh, besides all his options that he has, and I've done a lot of business with a lot of people, uh, you will not get better customer service than you will with Tomas. Like he is the best customer service, hands down.
1: We're not a big, we're not a big company. And sometimes, you know, emails get missed or whatnot. And we're not on the phone 24 seven, but if you email us and contact me on Facebook, you know, on messenger in the group, we're always going to take care of you. We'll go out of our way to take care of you. I'll even open a brand new kit and pull parts out if I need to, to take care of somebody where a lot of other companies don't. They're just like, sorry, don't have it. You know? And they make you wait a year to get a part you know we don't we don't we just don't do it we just don't do it that way we want to take care of the customer and a customer always comes first and as long as you're nice you know you become a jerk to deal with and we're not going to do business anymore but you know <laughs> you just got to be nice ask ask nicely be nice and we'll take good care of you and uh and i, I think i think for 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 a hobby company we're, we're growing we're not shrinking we're, we're doing everything we can to grow and provide some really exciting products to the, the customers
5: Awesome. So, uh, another question I had on the B-17 is that
1: one-tenth scale. It is. It's one-tenth scale exactly. Did that on purpose. Yep.
5: Yeah, Jason, your B-52 is one-twelfth, isn't it?
1: Uh, I believe you're correct. Might be. Man, man you got to bring that to B-17 next year. You have to come next year. Bring your Vulcan. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. That is a beautiful aircraft. Oh my gosh.
5: Well. The the reason I brought it up well, is you know there was the most people know the fortress super fortress and strato fortress, and so there just needs to be a somebody with a twenty nine somewhere in there, and uh, <laughs> then that would be an epic, potentially epic photo or a heritage flight type scenario. Yeah. Oh man, we
1: we need that and somebody bring a B two. Oh
4: yeah. Here. Well, and I'm planning on. Is-
1: Nothing against the foamy. I'm talking like that big carf model B2. There's there's I've seen two fly at Field, And man, I'd love to see another one.
6: I knew what you were talking about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but man, so, I, I, I need to see Jason's B 52 fly. Gosh, please bring that next year. Uh man, I'm trying. I'm actually That sounds like a yes to me. What do you guys think? <laughs> oh so, yeah, he's there. He's there. Hey, we'll take you, we'll I'll find up. you a, we'll find you a Waffle House.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you go. and I'll go to the Waffle uh, House, buddy.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
6: Yeah. I'm literally putting, putting sheeting on the fuselage right now hey, as we're, as we're talking. <laughs> so, uh, I'm trying.
5: <laughs> so Tomas, uh, you mentioned that, uh, you do a lot of aircraft that, that are not commonly built. Uh, but a criticism that I would like to express to a lot of Warbird or scale manufacturers, it's like everybody got stuck in World War II. Oh no. Uh, Um, and I'm not saying a hundred percent, but like the one thing that I really appreciate is that you guys make the a one and the, the AD5. you know, because that is a post-World War II aircraft. And, uh, that's in my opinion, that's kind of the, the holdup is I think there was a lot of really great aircraft post-World War II that, don't get really represented well and i'm not talking about simply just jets but uh cargo aircraft are wildly underrepresented i feel like uh like one i was just thinking of was a c123 that oh, is yeah. to me a really cool aircraft and being a twin engine rather than a four engine being a propeller driven you think that would be a relatively easy one to do
6: is that the that uh
5: no, that's a c17 uh it's 123 was a peacemaker
1: the provider was like a coast
3: guard used a lot of those right i don't know
5: um i know the army or air uh, the air command. force yeah.
1: yeah air mobility command used them a lot yep
5: and uh air america to a lesser yeah. extent <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs>
1: but yeah yeah you, you got it right i mean a, a bunch a bunch of uh a bunch of uh companies kind of got stuck in World War II, but you know that, that was an exciting time. You know, greatest Generation. There's so much history and all those aircraft. I mean, I'm a huge World War II fan, but uh, I started venturing in, a, in the Vietnam era just because my dad was. You know, he passed away, but um, he's a Vietnam vet, and there's so many Vietnam veterans that just, you know, dying to see their aircraft, their generation. You know, being being built, and yeah, we got F4 Phantoms, which is great. We've seen a bunch of OB10 Broncos. Um, I I just just never a Skyraider a large Skyraider ARF and so I was like you know what and do this to honor my dad and all the other Vietnam vets out there and I've had so much so much praise and, and positive feedback from full scale Skyraider pilots they get teary eyed I got several that have bought the model I actually ran into I did my, my favorite Skyraider with a Southeast Asia camo is is called a Lieutenant America it's at the Tennessee Museum of Aviation but I actually met one of the pilots that flew that aircraft. Nice. And uh, he came over to the house, went to the hangar and he, he autographed my ESM 71 inch Sky Raider. He autographed the cockpit right outside the window and uh, he autographed a pilot for me and took a bunch of pictures with him. And he lives in Colorado and he's invited me to the Sky Raider reunion and, and to his house and all sorts of stuff. But you know, he's just so moved by it. He, he thought it was the most amazing thing he's ever seen. And uh, he got a kick out of the 86 inch one. And uh, now he's happy to see the A1E, you know, fat face. So, um, yeah, it's, I love, I love the, I love the history. The reason, you know, what makes a aircraft important is the history behind it. The men, the women that made them fly, not just the pilots, but the ground crew, the family. And, and, uh, it, it was real emotional last year at, at bomber field I had several, uh, army troops come up to me and, and, and just thank me for building this aircraft. They were like teary eyed. And, uh, there was actually a reunion we had out there at bomber field. There was a Skyraider pilot. And an infantryman and they met out there and, and he said, I think you're on that mission that saved me and my, my unit. You came in and dropped all this napalm and bombs and rockets and saved our unit because we were about to get overrun. And they sat there as two grown men and cried and, and, and thanked each other. And it was, it, was a, it was a beautiful thing and all just because of a model airplane, you know. Yep. So it's, it's, it's really awesome so it's got
0: chills man it's it's, got
1: chills that's 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 why we do it you know keep keep them flying fly a legend that's that's the motto of my company and it's it's what we breathe and do every day is we do it for the for the history and and to keep memories alive again not just not just the pilots but the ground crew the whole family everybody who's involved in it you know and uh, that's that's why we do it we have a 14 foot ov10 bronco by the way it's coming out soon Holy oh, cow! Wow! <laughs> Holy
4: crap! Fourteen foot. Bro, I yeah. just
3: ordered the the Hanger Nine one. Why are you doing me like that?
1: Yeah, made to bury the lead. <laughs> I, I just I, I, I just thought it was really cute The Hangar Nine had a really cute one hundred and five <laughs> inch one. Yeah. So, I just wanted I just wanted to make a real big one, you know, like an actual large one. So and they kept saying how big that one was, and I was like, man, that's that's nice, but that's that's, that's a nice park flyer. So let's make something a little bit larger. So. <laughs> So yeah, we wow. got, we, yeah, we're going to have a two, uh, DA 85s flying it and, uh, it'll have two desert aircraft, 85s flying it. It's a 14 foot wingspan. It'll, it's easy to transport in your minivan. It'll, it'll disassemble nicely and yeah. fit in your minivan. And the, the top of the stab, I think it's four foot. No 48. I think it's, I think it's like four foot two. I think it's like 50 inches tall to the top of the stab. Holy cow. You just That's push taller it than me, bro. Good you just degree. you just push it. <laughs> you just got to push it into your trailer. You don't have to take it apart. Just take off the outer panels and just push it into your trailer and, and hit, set the parking brakes. I think, but jeez.
5: So somebody's gonna turbo prop those. I, I could just see it now. Somebody's gonna turbo thing. prop it. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the pre production model here in the states before top gun so we can show it off at top gun and 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 you know all all joking aside it's all in good humor i I respect the crap out of horizon hobby and and all the companies that make the ov 10 you know it's just in pure fun i just i i I like to do some things that are fun and the different like the l19 the 13 foot wingspan bird dog uh that thing is a a a gorgeous airplane it flies so well it's so scale it's beautiful and uh going along with the whole vietnam era theme with the l19 the ov 10 bronco the ad5 the a1e the a1j uh, we're just going to keep rolling and keep cutting out with some really cool aircraft and the, yeah. in the near future in the near future the next multi-engine we do a four-engine multi-engine we do is going to be a c130 and I'm yes
5: like, oh. yeah. thank goodness <laughs>
1: that's why i was sitting there waiting to on yeah. me to it <laughs> it's, it's going to happen it's going to happen it, it, t- it takes a long time to develop an aircraft properly there's and I don't want to dog anybody, but there's, there's a C-130 out there. It's just there's so many things wrong with it. But uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to do a proper C-130 just like we did the B-17. It's going to take us a while, but when it comes out, everybody's going to be happy that, that it took as long as it did because it's going to be done right. And We're going to offer a Spectre gunship version, and then we'll, yes, out, we'll offer the cargo yeah. version. There you go. You See, yeah, that's, that's what I'm
5: talking about. Yeah, the, if you're thinking of the C-130 that I'm thinking of, it's just too little. Like we need a big C one
4: thirty. Yeah,
5: it's
3: like
1: giant. <F-C-3> I would be in on you know that rockets. Yeah,
3: I I would be in on that. That'd be cool.
1: It'll be a, it'll be a good size C one thirty something for for some some good size gas engines or electric motors, but it, it it's gonna be a nice it'll, it'll be a nice size. It won't be too big, but it'll be big enough to where you you'll feel comfortable flying it, and and it'll be a big bird, and it's not gonna be yeah. something that. Every everybody will have. Unfortunately, I wish it was more affordable. But you know, bigger planes cost a little bit more money. But I think when you get one, you'll be really happy you did. You know, they'll have working cargo well, so, doors and be able to drop stuff out the back and all that stuff.
6: So, so I'm thinking about a 12 foot wingspan.
1: It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be at least a 10 foot wingspan. Right, yes, right.
6: that's what I'm talking about. It's
1: gonna be so, it's gonna be at least at least the same size as the B-17, if not a little bit larger. To Tomas, nice. you'll
5: appreciate this since uh, you like the history and the people, uh, a, a guy that's in my club, he's in his eighties, but he was, uh, he flew, he did two tours in Vietnam as a flight engineer on C one thirties. Nice. And, uh, he actually, uh, moved out of kc 97s over into the first generation of C one thirties and was one of the first group to take them to, uh, Vietnam. And he actually – the first tour uh, they did uh, – it was called the Fulton Recovery System, if I recall right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've ever seen the John Wayne movie, Green Berets, uh, you've seen what I'm talking about, uh, where they, they have the fork in the nose of the C-130 that yep. grabs a balloon. And pulls you up.
4: Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
5: Okay. So that exact airplane, the guy at Semi my club, Frank, was in that airplane and filmed that scene in the John Wayne movie.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. That's pretty cool.
5: Yeah. He was, uh, returning back to the U S from Vietnam. They left Vietnam. They went through the Philippines, filmed that scene for John Wayne's movie, and then went to Japan and then come back to the U S after his first tour in Vietnam.
1: That's awesome.
5: Yeah. He's the only guy I know that flew. (laughs) He flew, uh, a bunch he was he's got a bunch of great stories and i'm trying to get him to come on the show and tell us some of these stories but uh one of my favorites that he's told me and and i it relates it back to modeling because he still builds rc models to this day at 80 something years old uh, but he started building models when he was a kid and while he was in the, the air force uh he said if you flew more missions you got to go home earlier and so he stayed on the uh What do you call it? The, uh, the schedule. He stayed on the schedule as much as he could and flew all the time. Well, they finally made him stop and take a break for like a week. He said, so, uh, he was based at uh, Ubon in Thailand. He said, so I hopped on a plane, went to Japan to the hobby shop and then got on a plane back to Thailand, back to Ubon, And I built control line models while they made me take a break.
1: (laughs) So he was flying control line in Thailand. I that's always awesome. get a kick out of that. That's awesome. I've heard a lot of stories like that. They build models while they're waiting between missions and whatnot. And just to pass the time yep. and uh, they bring their models home with them. Sometimes Other times they don't, but it's that's, that's, it's a good, it's a good, good way to pass the time for sure. Yeah. And they, uh, they didn't have, they didn't have CA back. They don't think did they, they saw how to use. Uh, alpha ad-
4: yeah. Yep. <laughs> a little bit longer. <laughs> so, uh,
5: <laughs> the, the other funny thing about it is we have, a so Frank's 80 something years old and we have another guy that's, uh, 39, I believe maybe 40, uh, um, uh, Howard. we we actually figured out that they were working when Frank retired out of the air force, he was on E models and it's the same airplanes that Kerry was working on in the, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Wow. <laughs> they were on the same aircraft.
1: That's crazy. You yeah, that's know, crazy. I, I just looked up the Fulton recovery system just to see some like facts on it or whatever. It said that it was used from 65 to 1996 on C 130 Hercules, including it was also used on a C 123 provider. You, there's mm-hmm. a reason you like that 123 provider. Um, <laughs> and, and despite the apparent high risk nature of the system, only one fatal accident occurred in 17 years of use. Yep. That's, that's pretty amazing.
4: That's pretty so, good. Pretty Frank had a.
5: He said uh from the time I forget how he put it, but he said from the time we hooked it, we could have him giving him a cup of coffee in five minutes or something like that.
1: That's crazy. And I'm like, that's a long time out there in the wind. May <laughs> <laughs> may seem like only a few moments to him. I bet that guy hanging on that string was just like, get me out of here. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I asked him, I said, Well, how did that work?
5: And he said the deal in the nose hooked it. Uh, and then once it hooked there the line would come up. uh, I guess the wind would pull the line up into a hook underneath the belly. And then when it would hook there, they would release the nose one and it would come back to the back of the airplane. And then somehow they retrieved that uh, and pulled it into the cargo bay. And then they winched them in. Wow. So it was a, a few different actions to get them in but yeah he said we could give them a cup of coffee and it, it may have been three minutes but whatever the, the number was I was thinking like holy cow that's got to be sheer terror for that
1: long y- y'all got me like so inspired now I think we're gonna have to do an RC version of the Fulton recovery system yeah
5: Ooh. it's it's wild <laughs> it, it, I mean I, I think one of the reasons I love the c130 so much is because of my direct relationship with guys that have been associated with the c130. Mm-hmm. but also the nutty stuff that the US government tried with the c-130 like mm-hmm. look up the uh the attempt where they were going to land a c130 in a soccer stadium in Iran and what they were trying to do with that with wow. uh, basically uh so you know about the jado system on fat Albert that was yep. for takeoff they had reverse jados to try to stop it God, yeah, go look that up. And you're like, dude, they tried everything with the C-130.
1: They landed. They actually landed on the aircraft carrier, the forest stall.
5: Yes, they yeah. did. And
1: they Only were trying. They, they did it.
5: Well, they landed a U-2 on one of the carriers too.
6: They tried a lot of nutty stuff back in the
5: 60s and 70s.
6: So before y'all move on too far from the C-130, just an interesting note. But in um, – Batman, The Dark Knight. They also portrayed the Fulton Recovery System on a C 130 in part of that movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I know something about a movie, Clay That <laughs>
5: <laughs> Dude, anything that has to do with like superheroes or Marvel, like you got me. I've never seen it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's true.
3: It's <laughs> awesome. I think another cool plane uh, that I think would be like a little maybe showstopper would be the, the E2C Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think if someone would do a plane like that, fairly large scale, uh, I think that would, that'd get a whole different set of pilots involved, Or you know, I mean, it would start its own little phenomenon in my opinion. I really do. Cause that's a pretty cool plane.
1: I think yeah. there's a company that makes a small version of that. Yeah. Oh.
5: Yeah, it's a foamy, if I
1: recall. Uh, No, it's a it's a a wood version. It's a it's a Maxford USA. Maxford USA made a E two C Hawkeye ARF. It's like seventy inch wingspan. I think seventy
2: one. Yeah, I just found it. That's too small.
1: It's small, but it's still freaking cool, dude. It's got folding wings that manually. Fold. I mean,
3: yeah, that's cool. I'm just saying, like, you really need one that's like 140 inch plus wingspan.
1: Yes, <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's an arf, and it's it's not it's not super scale, but it gives a good representation of one. But I, I'm I'm on board with you. I think a nice 120 inch one would be really cool.
3: Where you could throw some that's real cool. turboprop stuff at it. That I just want to be... put a
1: pizza on the top of the dish and spin it. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Man, speaking of
0: wingspan, what a, you got any real aircraft, like some gliders, Tomas?
4: Glider?
5: Oh, yeah. oh boy,
1: Casey's just, glider, just, glider minute yeah, there, comes. Yeah. Comes
5: the
2: glider minute.
1: <laughs> actually, actually, we do. We have a couple. Seagull models has a couple of uh, gliders. They're they're not three meter size. They're they're uh, two meter size. Let me see here. Uh, exactly hey, so, hey, so, so I, I think I got an idea here that could satisfy
5: both there was a lot of gliders used in world war two being oh, pulled dude, by c47s love,
1: oh i'd love i love man i would love me a combo a c47 plus a glider oh dude that'd be so cool yeah casey would go nuts over that <laughs>
0: I, i'm saying don't let me twist your arm but i'm all about some gliders bro <laughs>
1: i might have
4: some
6: uh world war two glider three views right here somewhere
1: i'm sure you can find some man that'd be awesome but yeah, I'd love, man. There's, see, that's what I'm saying. There's so much, so much to do and so little time. You know, right? Uh, I'd love to do a C47 in the glider. Like we had the ESM line before they they closed and, and became Top RC, but I had the C47s. They were 100 and they weren't too big. They are 103 inch wingspan, and I always wanted a glider to match it. And then they closed the store. You know, they closed the factory and and reopened a year later. But um, man, I love that little C47. You know one of these days, once we get all these other projects done, I'd like to go back and visit getting a, a C 47 and a glider together. That'd be really cool.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, I'm your guy on the glider, bro. Greg,
1: Greg, ha- Greg Hahn did a really cool Zeroli uh, C 47 Skytrain and even had a little uh, mechanism he made up, real simple with the rubber bands and springs, and it popped out his paratroopers, his skydive, his uh, paratroopers. So yeah. it's
5: pretty cool. And a lot of people don't know. You know, everybody knows about the AC-130 Spectra, but the AC-47 was oh, way yeah. cool. Puff the spooky. Magic Dragon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually saw one of those at the uh, Barksdale Air Force Base Air Show. Um, I don't know, 10 plus years ago, they had an AC-47 there and uh, got to walk inside, look at all the miniguns and stuff like that. I was like, this is cool. They called it spooky. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Puff the <laughs> Magic Dragon or spooky. Yeah. Yep. Those are cool.
5: Yeah. yeah, they say uh I think their claim to fame was that they could put a bullet in every square inch of a football field.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. is yeah, yeah. they're definitely your friend if they're on your side, that's for sure.
3: That was the that was that's the 762 minigun you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How many of those didn't the they transfer ones? over to the C 130s?
6: Yes. Uh, initially, yes.
3: Then they switched it over to like a what millimeter. I it's a remember.
5: it's a 20 on the uh, current 20, one.
3: That's it. Yeah.
5: Yeah, it's a, uh, I think a twenty millimeter, a forty, and like a one oh five howitzer.
6: Yes. That's what it that's what that's it was. C one thirty j, the new ones that they're making are slightly different. Oh, are they? Um, okay. Yeah, it's a different loadout. I don't think I don't think they have the 40 millimeter anymore. They have something different. And I can't remember exactly what it is. Gotcha. But, uh, it is different than the the classic AC-130 that you think of.
5: The fact that they put a 105 on it is always <laughs> going to be nuts. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Where you
3: change you change your your direction of travel every time you shoot it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> get a lot of yaw. Every time you fire that gun, yeah. you get a yaw. I'm
4: and not I'm think- not
3: meaning to to literally just circle you guys, but I keep shooting this damn thing. Well, if I'm not
4: mistaken, the
3: the M1 Abrams
5: uh, had both a 105 and a 120 option. And so I think it was shooting the same round that an Abrams tank would shoot, depending on which version it was. And that's heavy. Yeah.
6: I don't remember where it was. I read it several years ago, but I read, uh, like I said, I don't remember where it was. But they they said a good crew in the AC-130 could have five rounds headed to the target from a 105 millimeter howitzer at any given time. One wow. round exploding, exploding on the target, three in flight, and one leaving the barrel.
1: That's crazy, Dang. dude. That's
5: that's a rapid reload right there because those are manually reloaded. If I'm not the mistaken,
1: clip, yeah, the clips hold like five rounds at a time. Uh, no, I think that's on the forty. That's on the 40. I, yeah. Uh, not the, I 105. Think, the 105 was like with your forearms. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think it's, singular it's lead. Yeah.
5: It's like an artillery piece yeah, as far yeah. as one shell at a time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's crazy, though. What version are they on now? 130 H or U or J? I think they're on a J. J. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: J. Wow. H has been
5: out for a long time. And the yeah. U, what is a U for? I'm not
1: sure.
2: It's. It's retired, but uh, it had a different cannon loadout. They call like. it the
1: Ghost Rider now. AC-130J Ghost Rider. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the 130U was a
2: spooky too. <laughs> but yeah, the J they they've got a 30 millimeter on it and a 105. Wow. Okay. So the cool. other ones, like like you said, had a 20. The U had a 25, a 40, and a 105. So
1: man, four Rolls-Royce engines, turbo props, and a nice price of 165 million. I think we can pull together and buy one of these. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
3: Sounds I mean really I'm,
0: affordable. I'm, I'm, I bet you
3: we can get a good deal on an F thirty-five right
0: now. <laughs> hey, I, I'm hobo, Casey. I got but I still got five on it. <laughs>
3: Oh god. I can't believe the amount of problems actually the Air Force is having right now. You got what? The F35's grounded. You got the the CV22 Osprey grounded and the Chinook's. All of them are grounded the entire fleet.
6: Uh, the Air Force said they, they weren't going to ground the or they they released the uh, Ospreys. Oh, they did. They just added they added an extra step to the takeoff procedure.
3: Man, you imagine <laughs> that'd be a hell of a ride, bro. Where it just goes full power.
5: <laughs> I didn't guess yeah. I didn't realize the Air Force had uh Osprey's. I thought the Marines were the only ones that had those.
6: Marines, Navy and Air Force. Yeah, Air that's Force
5: special
3: operations. Yeah, I mean those are that's big in the the special operations for the Air Force. Yeah. I I just didn't realize that actually. The military well, why are is they a the lot ones of... having the issues and nobody else. That's what I want to know. Yeah.
5: Yeah, number uh, number of little details i'm sure but um the military has a lot of different aircraft that you wouldn't think are that they operate like the king air that one still blows my mind
2: yep. what, what was the 35 grounded for does it have the
1: ejection seat issue
3: yeah the ejection seat issues
1: okay. yeah uh, not the oxygen anymore on the, on the oxygen masks i don't know
3: i'm not sure about that one i know the the latest and this was what like about a month ago or so, maybe a little less, was all the – I'm going to call them the the rockets, right? So, like, the ejection seat deals, they were having issues. Yeah, our buddy – going off or not going off.
2: Our buddy Mark was telling me about some of their T-38 were grounded because of that. They had been, I guess, replaced recently, and uh, they had to ground them on or swap them all out again because of that issue. I just I didn't realize it it impacted the F thirty five also.
1: Yeah, but so that, last year back in twenty one, um, that there, there was the whole congressional hearing or issues or whatever they did. Um, Congress ordered the military to fix the F thirty five breathing issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they were getting, having hypoxia, pressure surges, all sorts of problems with that oxygen system. Oh wow! Um, and, and mm-hmm. Several pilots, several pilots, were even you know reporting like hypoxia like experiences. I remember that it was like during COVID and we uh, were making jokes about it, but it was like serious. Like, dude, you're, you're one of the crashes was in Florida and they, they were, they, they said it was related to the oxygen system. Oh. Um. Crazy. That's, that's, does, anybody,
6: uh, does anyone else remember the, uh, I think it was the vertical takeoff version of the F-35. Mm-hmm. They were limiting their, their supersonic time because there was part of the airframe That was uh, basically they didn't, they didn't trust it.
1: Oh, like it's fatiguing yeah oh wow and
6: it was wow. only on the it was only on the vertical takeoff version this was a year or two ago wow um, i read about it once i hadn't seen anything else about it
4: That's
5: huh. crazy. so i didn't hear that one either segue on the ejection seat deal uh you guys ought to go check out uh look at martin baker's facebook page so I'm not going to say all ejection seats that have ever been operated in the U S military were Martin Baker, but at least most of them were Martin Baker seats. And they actually have, uh, they'll post like every time one of their seats is used and saves a life. And there's like, I think they're up to 7,000 and something uh, pilots saved with their ejection seats since the beginning of ejection seats. Wow! And each pilot gets a, Like a designated number,
1: ejectee number. Yeah, Yeah. you get a special patch. Yes, (laughs) That says Lieutenant Commander Anthony L. Cook, USNRP, ejectee number (laughs) 4083.
3: I wonder if Goose got a patch.
2: Wow, (laughs) is
5: that too soon? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's 36 years ago. I think
1: we can talk about it now. (laughs) Uh, Hey, man, rooster's over it. It's all right. Rooster, no,
3: rooster's not over it. (laughs) He's, he's a, <laughs> too soon at the, man. At the end of,
1: at the end of maverick he seemed to be over. <laughs> all right we had, we had a good dad dad bro hug it was good i
6: remember during the falkland uh, falkland island conflict there were two aircraft uh that were well two enemy two aircraft that were shot down on different sides of the conflict but martin baker provided the ejection seats for both aircraft
1: <laughs> for both so sides
6: had, <laughs> right so they they had they'd given these ties to both of these pilots that were on different sides of the conflict, but both of their lives were saved by a Martin Baker injection seat.
1: That's awesome. That's pretty cool.
3: Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know if I'd want that patch. <laughs> right. Like I don't I know how to go, if go through that,
5: you know what I mean? Like I, I guarantee you'd love it if the plane starts separating on you. <laughs> You're like, hey right. you know what? This is awesome. <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean, it's, it's just takes- like
3: kind of taking baby steps towards your death. You're like, oh, my God, I'm getting ready to die. Oh, wait, there's
1: an ejection seat. Okay, I popped that. Okay, I'm going to die now. And this is sad. Only 505 people are following their their Facebook page. That's sad. You think there's more than there's there's 4,083 ejectees? Don't you uh, think there should be more followers?
5: <laughs> the, the one I'm looking at has uh, 18,850.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah they need, they need to they need to do a little bit better on marketing on that uh, Facebook side.
4: <laughs> it's
3: probably just the haters. It's probably the family of the ones that didn't work out.
1: 500 people follow this. That's sad. We got to pump those those are those are rookie numbers. We got to pump that number. Rookie number. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this, gotta, one, this one. This one here. Everybody everybody get on there and start liking. I just hit the follow button and the like button. So <laughs> well
5: the one I'm looking at, uh, the first post here, August 24th. Yep. Uh 7,681 total lives saved.
2: Yeah, that's the one I was just looking at too. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, that's a lot of folks. I was looking at the Donut page. A...
2: Last time oh, I was and... on an Indonesian Air Force Hawk 209.
5: Yeah. Here's a, a goshawk NAS Kingsville. Isn't that in Texas? Yep. Uh-huh.
4: Kingsville, Texas. Yep. Yeah. So
5: 7,680 7, was in Kingsville, Texas. What's the date on that one? <laughs> Uh, august 17th this year yeah oh yep. yeah there's like one like there's a few a month
1: oh wow.
3: really yeah well why didn't, didn't we what? hear about that tomas what's that why didn't we hear about that
1: i know that's fine. i just like their page man everybody i'm I'm encouraging all viewers all listeners all podcast yeah. people just get out there and like this page
5: <laughs> yeah it's wild like some of the stuff you see on here and, I think uh, we're at
1: 507 followers now. Do one of you guys like them and follow them too? Because we started at 505. I think we're at 507 now.
5: Yeah, I went
2: in too.
1: That's awesome. See, already <laughs> jacking, up the numbers.
0: It's jacking it up.
5: That's I guess awesome. I don't see the one that y'all are looking at. So. I was going to say
2: the one I have says uh, 18,852. Yeah. But I'm sure there's multiple pages for them out there.
5: Oh, yeah either way i get a kick out of this kind of stuff finding did random even, things like that
1: did y'all go to oshkosh did somebody say y'all went to oshkosh i wish i haven't been to oshkosh, yeah
5: i no. wish too no casey and i went to high sierra last year that's what we were talking about earlier
1: oh yeah um i knew about the high sierra i just didn't know one of y'all mentioned uh, going to oshkosh or not that Bally bomber that one-third scale b7 oh car. yes yeah. the owner of it actually lives in san antonio texas really yeah, he's, he's from Texas. Uh, Lee Ray from AMA. Lee Ray uh, Photography, Radiation Photography. He, he was at, at, uh, at Oshkosh this year and uh, he took pictures of it. And unfortunately, something happened on taxing or landing or something, but he had, he had a low speed contact the prop with the tarmac and tore up one of the engines and props and all sorts of stuff um but it's it's getting repaired but but it's, the cool thing is it's living on they're flying it they're not keeping it in a hangar you know mock or anything and and the guy that owns it's from Texas so we'll probably see it on the air show circuit as soon as they fix the props and the and the engine that got damaged but yeah I was just thinking about that thing man got four little engines and things go wrong i don't think it's going to be that easy to get out of i don't think
4: no <laughs> no
1: yeah, that, so what it, cool. Light light aircraft, uh, parachutes, ballistic parachutes for those private aircraft. Yep, I'm something like that
5: a, Yeah, he should. I there's no way I would get in that little thing,
3: <laughs> I wouldn't okay. fit. Put in Put there's me in just the bomb no way, <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, literally, I'm 6'5, 375 pounds. I'm not fitting in most aircraft.
1: You're, you're 375 pounds, six, yeah, bro. I'm a beast, bro. I'm going to hide this pizza from you on Friday. No, that's why I said I want a whole four-foot slice, son. I don't even want to be messing around with The, that. the
2: one guy on the field that can finish that sucker. you know, yeah. that's what,
1: Like
3: He was like, oh, we're having a whole event on this pizza. I was like, oh, yeah, eating competition. <laughs> Hell, yeah, boy. Yeah. I'm going to shine. I can't fly where this shit, but I can <laughs> sure eat.
1: Pizza's so uh, pizza funny pizza service at o'clock it's out by 12.05, thanks to Ryan Baker.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Gwynn. I would uh I would put Casey up to your like I would challenge him. I'm down. Yeah. Casey's like five yeah. foot seven. I'm gonna be that 50 do i
1: I'm gonna be that baker that comes out and says, You leave now, you've been here all day. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If I if I eat the whole thing, I expect
0: a T-shirt and the uh, plaque on the wall. That's all I'm saying.
5: Well, Casey's like those you know those eating competition people. They're like they're always really small. Like the yeah, ones it's that- always
3: the Asians that win, bro. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> what's the guy's name the wins a hot dog eating contest every year?
0: Oh, it's ridiculous. I don't I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his name.
1: Yeah. He's well, small and I can't believe he could eat that many wieners and that, that <laughs> well, I'm not usually impressive people
3: eating wieners, but it's just all about amazing. I mean the wieners aren't right. the impressive part, it's the buns.
1: Yeah, he soaks that in water, you know. Yeah. Well, I couldn't I, watch it. I couldn't watch it after 30 seconds. I just I, I just had to change the channel. It's crazy. Yeah, wet buns are way better than wieners. I'm uh, saying
3: that's what I'm saying too, bro. <laughs> I'd be dipping that in water
1: yeah.
0: <laughs>
5: I was just going back wow. to uh, when, uh, uh, when the weird turn right there. <laughs> oh.
2: Hey, hey,
0: Matt, you know me. I could have said way worse. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leave Appreciate the, the horse in
1: the barn. <laughs> this, this is nuts and bolts. It's not Wieners and Buns. Come on, guys. Right. Well, that's. Well, I mean, they a, kind of resemble each show, other. Matt.
2: There's my title for the show right there.
0: There's your title. Yeah. You're welcome. Wieners and, buns. Welcome.
4: Wieners <laughs> and, and buns.
0: Wieners and Buns. Wieners and Buns.
5: If, uh, if you guys recall back at the beginning of the scrap pile, there was a lot of discussion about babe's chicken dinner house in Sanger, Texas. Oh, yeah. And, uh, that's where I'm kind of going off of is, uh, supposedly Casey ate way more at uh, babe's chicken dinner house than Larry or Clint. And, uh, dude, Clint was a, so he was good. a big old dude back then. He's lost a lot of weight since that time frame, So
0: like it blew their minds
1: what kind of chicken house is this? what do they serve is it is it rotisserie chicken fried chicken chicken tenders what is it
0: i mean you're from
3: texas you should know tomas no
1: man, you I, don't know I, I don't go to that right. part of the country you know so it's uh, a so it's, whole, it's whole country man i haven't been to that part of france or u.s or whatever you know yeah <laughs> so where are, where are we
5: looking? where is no it? No, no you go ahead casey
0: no i don't know what it was you go ahead
5: oh um so it's like fried chicken it's a family style so you order like i'll order fried chicken i think they do fried catfish uh, maybe like steak fingers or something like that but it's i always chicken, just
0: chicken fried steak
5: yeah chicken fried steak and i always just order just fried chicken and they bring it out like in a big dish with like several different pieces of fried chicken and uh then uh They do uh, like family style, like unlimited sides. So they'll bring you out like a bowl of green beans and everybody scoops out of that bowl. And they do corn and mashed potatoes and gravy and um, the The biscuits biscuits
0: or the rolls, uh, whatever those were amazing.
5: Yes. Dude, those with a little bit of honey on them and they are phenomenal.
1: What city is this in Sanger, Texas?
5: Um, So they actually have them. There's a, a Babes in like Denton, I believe. I know there's one in Dallas. There's there, there's, there's a few of them around.
2: There's a couple of them in Dallas. You got like North Richland Hills. Uh, I know there's one in Carrollton. Yeah. I think Frisco has one too.
1: Maybe you, just, up there you see Ryan and take him to the chicken house.
5: The best one is in Sanger from what yeah. I understand. That's the only one I've ever been to, hmm. but I've heard other people say that it's the best.
3: Uh, who's going to Tyler? We were talking about Tyler, the that 3D deal.
5: Um, I know me and
0: Matt are. Yeah. Casey, I think, has I was, to work. Yeah, I was yeah, I was going to, but I, I pulled the work card.
3: I mean, like speaking on food, right? This is um it's about it'll be about a half hour drive for you guys. But get on their Facebook and check them out. It's called Seth's at Lake Fork. Okay. Okay. And it is worth the drive from Tyler. It's about a 30-minute drive or so, 30, 35-minute-ish. It's out by uh, Mineola, in between Mineola and equipment. And, uh, dude, it is fantastic. Just go on their Facebook page and look at the stuff they produce. That is some wickedly good food.
5: So are you a Bodacious barbecue fan being in that part of the country?
3: No. I liked Bodacious. I thought it was good. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big Texas barbecue fan. Okay
1: like for creek steak and seafood
3: it is really good
1: they have 9200 followers
3: yeah bro and you want to know the best part our town that I live in is literally like 1200 people
5: that's crazy you've are. Uh, you been down to the Apache movie theater yet I have not you know what I'm talking about Yeah. oh yep. yeah go look that up if you don't know what I'm talking about <laughs>
3: So no, my uh, my lady was trying to get me to go there. Oh wow! And, yeah, yeah, we're not going to go into all of that. <laughs>
5: I was going to say, like, oh, that took a turn I wasn't expecting.
3: <laughs> yeah, Re-
2: reindeer. Oh, oh,
5: you
1: know, people get bored <laughs> that, and quit not, them, bro. That's <laughs> not family friendly. That is no. not family friendly. Do not no.
4: take the kids. No, <laughs> it's but an you, interesting you concept.
5: Bored. If you're like the first time. Uh, So I went to school in uh, Kilgore and I was driving to Tyler to go to the hobby shop of all things. And I drive by in the Apache theater and I'm
1: like, what the hell? (laughs) 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 Holy cow. They they are open Christmas Eve, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. But they are closed on Christmas day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Santa Claus is
3: busy, bro. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's crazy. $20. Hey, you save. If you go by yourself, it's 13 But if you go as a couple, it's 20 Nice. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, Lord. there's no, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Jeez. Well, back I mean, to we're going to have a whole
3: bunch of people <laughs> out there Googling this now.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love these tricks.
3: We should at least contact them and say they should at least monetize.
1: But you know what? They're actually tied in together. They're actually tied in together because the website on this is captainchicken.org and we did just talk about fried chicken. So I see how they're connected.
5: Yeah. What the hell did you do? Captainchicken. What?
1: Yeah, that's their website. Apache Drive In Theater. The website is captainchicken.org.
5: Oh, yeah. I just found the link to their Facebook page.
2: Oh, sure enough, there
1: it is. It's <laughs> <That's
2: laughs> allowed on a Facebook
1: page. Yeah, it's listed on their Facebook page, their their website.
5: Oh, okay. Well, let me click the let me look to see if I can find them on the Facebook
1: here. Hang on. This is pretty crazy.
3: I mean, we could try calling them right now.
1: Oh yeah, no, we don't need it's, to do let's that. Not do that. <laughs> if you ever, ever want to shock somebody, tell them to call one 800 GM trucks. Just don't do it right now. Just don't do it. <laughs> oh, speaking of that,
5: we never heard any more from uh, Kenya oh, uh, Dick Spiegel.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spiegel has done it. No, yeah, I he, haven't. He, I
5: haven't heard anything no, from him. Well, and no, I don't guess anyone caught on to the uh, uh the phone the number, phone number that I posted. Yeah. All right, I'm looking for this patch drive-in theater on Facebook. So I could see what it says here.
1: I want to give a shout out to smoke and Oki. I love his injectors. If y'all looking for a great smoke system, please, please, oh make, yeah please visit our website, legendhobby.com. We got smoke and Oki, 90 degree elbow smoke injectors, man. Best thing out there. Um, we have also straight in smoke injectors, no, no bending them. So we got everything for somebody. And then of course we use Holy smokes, gen two, uh, smoke pumps and, uh, Bringing up the rear is no, no pun intended. But we got fortitude uh, smoke tanks also, and we use that on our L nineteen. We use that on our L nineteen bird dog. We have a fifty ounce fuel tank and a fifty ounce smoke tank, and a and a holy smoke smoke pump, and the the smoking oaky uh, ninety degree elbow smoke injectors. Man, that thing sucks out a lot of smoke.
2: I need to get a, a single ninety degree now that you say, say that. Reminded me.
1: I'll break up the set for you. It's good. Uh, I can order, order, <laughs> order a pair. I can order a pair. It's not a deal. I'll throw some swag in the bag for you. Hey, there we go.
5: So uh, that reminds me um, did anybody else see what Kurt's been working on at Holy Smokes? With I did. His uh, prototype mufflers. Yep. That's going to be
1: exciting. Some smoke mufflers?
2: Yeah. He's doing stainless smoke mufflers.
1: Oh, yep. nice. They're nice. Yeah, they're
2: pretty slick.
1: Pretty slick. No, JTEC JTEC's struggling right now to keep up with the orders because you know, I, I don't know if anybody else is doing custom mufflers right now, other than JTEC Radio Wave, you know.
5: Yeah, with Slimline, I don't know what the story is with Slimline, but who bought th- them? Somebody bought DA, Slimline. DA Yeah, DA did. Yeah, did they that's do what anything with it yet? To my knowledge, no, <laughs> but um,
3: they said all they wanted was the exhaust, but uh, I mean, I've dealt with them a few times and talked to them on it. But they're uh, basically discontinuing their like fueler line or, you know, their whole fueler line with that. Uh, do you remember that slim line where you could just plug it in and be done on the yep. fuelers
4: mm-hmm.
3: that they don't have any plan on redoing? They, but they did have a plan for the mufflers and their fuel cans. And I, was, I asked them why the fuel cans, because you need the attachment for your fuel can. And then you need to build the attachment for your plane, the corresponding part. And they're like, oh, well, we just don't have any of that figured out yet, but we just acquired all their stuff. So if you call them, you can buy some of their stuff, uh, but they're not listing it on their website.
1: Uh, Bennett, Bennett built, still building their little compact mufflers. I got a bunch of those in stock starting. I even have a starting glove from them and some other stuff, but yeah, I like, I like the little Bennett mufflers too. If you need something real compact, you know, Y'all remember Bisson Custom Mufflers out of out of Canada? Hey, no, nah. hadn't heard of that. Uh, hey, hey, <laughs> don't be such
0: a hoser. <laughs> What's this all about? Ooh,
1: a boot. <laughs> damn Yankees! Yeah, so so they uh yeah BCM was a good company. They, you could send them basically back in the day. You'd get your balsa wood and some dowels and and mock up a balsa wood uh, muffler or ply, you know, and, and dowel rod and and pad it up and ship it off to them in a little box. And then a couple of weeks later, you get an aluminum recreation in the mail. Really wow. cool. That was an easy way to, to get a custom muffler done. You just make it, mock it up out of wood and send it off and they'd send you back an aluminum one. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. They're a really nice husband and wife combo and a real nice team to deal with and work with. I bought a lot of mufflers from them over the years. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did I hear you say
2: you had a starting glove as well?
1: Oh, yeah. It's a leather um, Bennett built Bennett mufflers. They, they, Bennett, Bennett built is what the company's called. They do a lot of stuff with Zenoa, Quadra, all that stuff, but they make these compact mufflers. They also make the starting glove. So they basically get a a leather glove and they, and they pad it and reinforce it. So if you get slapped on the, on the hand with the prop, it it doesn't hurt so much. Nice. I need to add one of those to my cart too, then. Yeah. Just, just message me. I'll send you an invoice. I've been lazy about updating the website with some of those products that I just recently. Okay. Yeah, I got them. I'm at the, I'm at taking them to Bonner field for sure. Cause a lot of those guys, you know, love hand starting and then they hate getting hit on the back of the hand with a prop. So. Right. I hope so. Oh yeah. Well, man, I wish, I wish y'all can make it to Texas. If you can get here, please come. It's going to be a fun event and a lot of stuff going on movies, popcorn, flying. Good, good, uh, good, good memories. It, yeah, you guys do like, any night flying at those they uh do. warbird they, events they do night flying and they do early morning dawn patrol as well so they do they do they do all types of flying and we have a we have a pond in the back and not during bomber field because there's too many people there but whenever it gets full of water it's been a while because the drought and and we're not paying for the water anymore to keep it full but when it fills up it's a it's a fun place to fly some float planes on too Nice. We have a we have a local Houston group that does the battleships with the BBs where they actually sink each other. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs>
2: that would be cool.
1: Man, I was I was playing with my RC tanks out there one time and one of the RC tank guys said, I'm gonna go check out those boats. And they had these big signs and and safety tape to stay back because all the guys close to the pond were wearing like face shields, you know, like because <laughs> the BBs were ricocheting off the ships in the water and, and hitting <laughs> <laughs> driving
4: them. <laughs> Wow.
1: Yeah, they got, use compressed air, of course, and they have, they have like several cannons going at the same time trying to sink each other. It's pretty cool.
3: Have you seen the ones where the guys actually ride in their little ships and do that? Like <laughs> torpedoes, bro? Are
1: you serious?
3: Yeah, I'm not lying. I, like, I, I, I went down some... I had like three drinks and I just started going down videos, right? Next thing you know, I'm like three hours deep in this People riding in these little warships. Wow, and they're all old, like seventy plus dudes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Year old guys, and they're just literally having their own freaking Pearl Harbor, bro. That's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> they're having it's their cool. own
0: Pearl Harbor, bro. <laughs> yeah, like
3: they're just they have their own little battles, and it's it's like a competition, and they take it super serious. I did, I wow. did
1: go, I did go to Heico, uh, Texas. It's not hilco it's Heico, Texas. Hico, yeah. And I drove the little paintball tanks with my son for his birthday. Nice.
2: Yeah, that'd be fun too.
1: Yeah. That was fun. It was it was a fun, it was a fun little ride. He got these little ride-in tanks, basically it's like a skid gear basically, right? And it's got a little marker, paintball gun on it, and, and he takes you through a course and you shoot all the little targets. But during for adults though, when you're when you're over he you say you have to be over 18 to do the adult version, but that's when you actually battle each other and you shoot at each other's tanks. And whoever <laughs> has the most Whoever gets the most paint on the opponent's tank wins, right? The person sounds fun. Yeah. He he said, he said, man, I have ladies out here. I give them padded jackets because these things, you know, whizzing by and people get too close to the tank sometimes and you get some blisters and welts, but he, he only lets the ladies wear the padded uh, jackets for the paintball for the tanks. (laughs) That's fun too. And he's a, he's a retired tank commander. Wow.
5: That's that's a lot of fun. So, fun So speaking of the rabbit hole, I think it was Jason Hill that told us about the tether cars. Well, a tether oh. boat popped up on my TikTok the other day. And holy cow. Yeah. I don't think I've ever
4: seen a boat.
6: That was
5: crazy. I didn't I thought I sent that to you guys. I know I sent it to one group.
2: Yeah, I think you sent it to <laughs> all of us actually. Yeah.
1: 250 kilometers per hour tether yeah. boat. Yeah,
2: bro. it's nuts.
1: yeah
6: crazy sounds ridiculous
5: the the tether car was ridiculous tether boat is just insane that is crazy
1: (laughs) i like i like to tether lawn mow my my yard
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's a a great idea
1: how many (laughs) how many bears does it take to tether lawn mow your yard ryan
3: I don't know yeah. man I just
1: you need to find out I think it's, that's one of those videos you can do and a live stream that thing you sit back on a lawn chair and there it goes and you start timing it based off the number of beers you had That'd be good oh no, yeah it's
0: it's one to set it up and six to finish right <laughs> well, hey we we know a guy that made a
6: GPS to troll so yeah, yeah, I know that's yeah. what I'm saying
3: like doesn't <laughs> Michael
6: do that yeah he does. he does
5: that thing's a lot of fun to drive <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's does he have a hooked up to it, it like it an be. air an air transmitter or what yeah yeah it's like a dx9 or something or yeah
0: I think it, yeah I think that's it I think it is a dx9
3: yeah something
5: like that it's a it's an air transmitter though and you drive it around and, and like this switch turns the blades on this one starts it you, it's wild dude it is it's actually a pretty fun to, to mow with.
3: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna talk to him more when when I ever get him to respond because he's the busiest man alive of doing one for me. Like I wanna do. I mean, look, man, I'm used to like zero humidity and and I could deal with a hundred some degree days with no humidity, but this Texas stuff, bro, (laughs) it's like this state tries to kill you.
5: You know what? I'm really glad you're saying that because we don't need California people coming here. Right. (laughs)
4: Like, (laughs) Hey, hey,
1: we got, we got a a bunch of friendly pilots that need to move here from California. Well, those guys can, but the rest of them y'all stay
3: like, that's how, like I'm originally from Colorado. (laughs) You know, they, they have an assumption of me because I'm from Colorado, but I left for the exact opposite reason of that assumption. You know what I mean? Like,
5: uh, (laughs) well, so Rob Snyder put up a, a TikTok the other day. And uh so Rob Snyder's like one of the more recent celebrities to leave California to move to Texas. Oh, yeah. And uh all of the comments below that were like, Texas is full. Yep. Texas is full and like <laughs> right. please don't come here. Don't California my Texas. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> all the comments were like, No, no, stay. Like y'all ruined your state, you just stay. <laughs> Uh
2: yeah, he was catching a lot of flack for that.
1: I like love Rob
5: Snyder. I think he should be allowed to come to Texas. But dude, he's uh,
1: he's original Deuce Bigelow Mel Gigolo. You can't let that guy not come to Texas. Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs>
5: oh, dude, he's got some
3: other way funny stuff. So yeah, Rob I mean, no, Snyder's good people. The uh Hollywood you need to follow are the ones who are all like off-grid, bro. There's a whole little group of people who are all like all about living off grid and like jennifer aniston's one of
1: them hey you want to talk you want to talk about some hollywood stuff man You want to go there have you seen i just show? was bro before you interrupted <laughs> we're gonna go down another we're gonna go down another rabbit hole let's talk <coughs> about the terminal list i wasn't even you done with digging my hole bro uh, that was a good show
3: yeah that was a good show
1: <laughs> hey i'm sorry to interrupt you i didn't mean to be oh no, it's good that, it's right? good don't worry you got it you got the floor no man, you can. – Chris no. Pratt, dude. that 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 terminal list. If you haven't seen it, it'll make you binge watch like you've never been binge watched yeah. before. That was amazing. Yeah, that was good. Show. I watched
3: Chris Pratt. The last movie. What did I watch? Oh, that the new uh, Jurassic Park. That's not recommended. Oh, it's that's a minion. Not- yeah, yeah, I, wouldn't, I wasn't. I not a fan of that, bro. Yeah, it was I really hard agree. to stay focused.
2: I was gonna say I tried, and I I think I made it an hour through it, and I had to fight to get that.
1: So yeah, you know, this this will this will this will. This, this terminal list will, will totally yeah. erase terminal list. Was
2: really good.
3: I'll have to check it out. The end
5: of the terminal
1: list was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. 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 Don't 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 ruin it for Ryan. He's got to watch the whole thing.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm my problem say. is I keep getting bored with all these new movies. So I just like I think I've watched Top Gun Maverick, I think, like seven, eight times already. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a decent movie. You know what I mean? It's it a good I, I, I am excited I about we're... that new one that's coming out. That's a new World War II one in it. What's
1: that one oh, called? Yeah. Awesome. Um, uh, Courage, isn't it? called? Yeah, Courage?
3: something, but it looks really good. Korean, it's got, it's got the all the Corsairs
1: that... and stuff. It's the Korean It's the Korean War uh, movie about the first black African-American uh, Navy pilot. Uh,
5: yeah, that one was advertised at the Top Gun when Matt and I went and watched yeah. it. I remember that That's now. right. Yeah. It and looks like the they accurate, got a lot of good that...
1: graphics yeah the actor that plays hangman he's in that movie yeah
5: yeah because uh the devotion, guy uh, called, devotion. called devotion i was gonna say didn't devotion. he
1: like uh he got pinned in the wreckage or whatever ensign jesse l brown u.s navy cockpit of an f4u4 corsair 1950 he was the first african-american naval aviator to seek combat he was shot yeah. down over north korea
4: yeah wow oh wow Jeez.
1: But what's cool is, is the act, there's a couple of clips if you go to YouTube and try to look up the movie there's a couple of uh, you know behind the scenes video clips and they, how they, they created the the tower from the from the carrier and they were showing the, the corsair taking off uh, but it's on it's you know of course it's on an actual runway of an airport but it's really cool they do the green screen the blue screen in the background and they showed them making the movie with them taking off and everything and they use they use sky raiders in the movie they use corsairs in the movie uh, it's, it's going to be pretty awesome. Actually, no, not not as much CGI. There's CGI in it, but they're actually using a lot of real full scale aircraft in the movie, so it's really cool.
5: Yeah, <laughs> Midway kind of it was a good movie overall, but the CGI kind of ruined it for me, honestly.
2: Yeah,
1: people people were comparing Midway to uh, what's that movie with Ben Affleck? Uh, Pearl Harbor.
2: Pearl Harbor. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? I'm an aviation junkie. You know, you can hate the love story, the bottom. I I just I'm happy to see aircraft flying and. And, and see some action movies. So I'd rather have that than another bromance movie, you know? I thought Pearl Harbor was good, though. Uh, and I don't think this, I did,
5: the CGI wasn't as bad in that one, I didn't think.
3: Well, you were also yeah. dealing with uh, way lesser technology at the time, too. So they didn't, weren't overdoing it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, well, I'm really looking forward to finally is is Steven Spielberg and, and Tom Hanks, what is it called? The, the B-17 about the 8th yep. Air Force? Yep. Masters of the Air?
5: it's a band of brothers style show about the eighth air force if i recall right so you Hmm.
1: heard yeah you heard what happened like how how, why was it was mothballed and took forever is because their budget they wanted like the highest budget ever for for a for a a series and i didn't um, hear that nobody hbo didn't want to give it to them because they'd already gone so far over budget on band of brothers and then the pacific and this was even more it's like two or three times more expensive anytime you involve aircraft there goes your the budget going to go be two or three times more expensive. And, yeah. and HBO kept saying, no, no, no. And Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks were like, well, we're not doing it then unless we have the full budget. Cause we're not going to do something halfway. And uh, finally Apple picked them up and Apple said, you want a blank check? Let's go. And, and they just said, let's go. I forget how many 30 million something crazy was for the series for a TV series. Um, but yeah, they got it. And there's been a lot of snippets and pictures and, of the field in England where they've been filming it and all the mock-up B-17s they used for it, but it's, it's supposed to be releasing. I heard early either, either really late this winter or early in 23 they're finally going to release it.
5: That's going to be epic because band of brother and uh, our band of brothers and the Pacific were both
1: excellent shows. I I bought those, those blu-ray when they came on the special edition metal collectors, you know, edition set I watched it sometimes when I was building my building my shop I'd put that on the, the TV while I was building just stuff in background you know. that was yeah. a great series. It was a great series.
5: Well, and I think a lot of people don't know about the history of the eighth air force and just how many people l- had to lose their life as part of the daylight bombing. I mean, there Dude, was every time a B17
1: man every time a B17 went down there's 10 people in there, you know?
5: Exactly. Yep. And there was I mean, I don't remember the numbers, but it's staggering. The amount of people that were lost in daylight bombing World War II. So, well, what else we got, guys?
2: i was sitting here looking to see when that uh, what is it, Masters of the Air, might be coming out, but I can't find a release date on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they won't, Man, I'm not, <laughs> I've been searching. I've been searching in every every couple of weeks, and they keep. Saying it's like late twenty-two, early twenty-three is all they'll tell you.
2: Oh, okay, man. Oh, like, eighth cool. Air
1: Force, Eighth Air Force side, and one of the missions, they lost one hundred and seventy-five aircraft.
2: Good grief!
1: Yeah, that's crazy. It was it was rough. So so, I know I know the show's going to be ending soon. So I want to thank you guys for having us on and, and appreciate the time. I know we went a little bit over time, but. It was a good conversation, good convo, good good exchange of ideas. And and hopefully we can see the stole RC uh, sector of the hobby start to grow and, and people embrace it coast to coast. And we get some some early charter members and, and help it grow in their areas. And, and we're all here to support each other and make sure that it doesn't matter if it's a foam, composite, steel, fabric. We're, we're here to support each other and, and, and make sure everybody has fun.
3: I mean, we could even weird. promote control line, but I just don't know how shady that's going to get. <laughs> i mean we can try bro i'm not I against mean, it. does it try. does it still count
1: uh, Ryan will try anything at least once yeah, you know?
3: but i mean right. i've been trying to get tomas to get me to be a part of his team but he won't because i always wreck everything like i, I break <laughs> it so <laughs> find the weakest link in everything well, that's, that's just what i
5: do i got one more thing that we could uh pitch in there since we're talking movies and shows and Blue Thunder or oh. Airwolf. And I know I, which I way this is gonna coming. go. I knew it was gonna No, I'm talking about from Tomas. I know where you you, you uh uh-huh. say it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> it's a public show. But I know where y'all oh. stand. But uh, oh, so are
0: we back to disagreeing and you know why me now?
5: No, I'm saying I know where you three stand
4: mm-hmm.
0: with the right answer. That's
5: where we stand. Maybe. It's right for you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear what Tomas and Ryan have to say.
3: I Male, mean, what what are you talking about? Like a head to head showdown? Or what's just which one's better? Which one's superior? Well, I mean, Airwolf is gonna be superior.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank
3: you. That's what Airwolf. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you if, you if you're looking you superior, you can't, you, you can't
1: beat string. You can't beat you can't beat Stringfellow Hawk, man. He's got the looks. He's got the he's got the technology. He's got the helicopter. He's got he's got a he's got a dormant volcano, bro. Like, oh, are we? Compa-
3: <laughs> oh, I thought we were comparing the aircraft. I didn't know we were getting into the looks of the pilot. Yeah, dude. That, for that matter, sounds
2: like, sounds like all
3: dude, the way
1: around Airwolf. Still I
3: mean, Tomas is throwing me a curveball here.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm just talking about the whole package. You know, you got You got to look at a team. You know airwolf team is 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 superior
3: well frank drove. i mean there's a cute here's the thing but frank from blue thunder he drove a trans am that's automatically way cooler
1: that's pretty cool oh who did anybody have a mullet because that would be an automatic win
3: i mean the girl kind of had a mullet in airwolf
1: yeah she did (laughs) kind
3: of i mean well the girl
5: the girl in blue thunder
3: kind of did too did she yeah, I mean it was all that like '80s hair, you know what I
4: mean? Yeah, I was say, it had pretty, pretty good. Who, hair but who there. had
1: a better soundtrack, and whose soundtrack gets stuck in your head as soon as you see that wolf just show right. up over the over the over the horizon?
4: Oh, which one? What? I mean,
5: which one had the hotter chick that was getting spied on in the house from the helicopter?
1: Oh, my God. I was showing my son Blue Thunder, and I forgot about that part.
3: <laughs> <laughs> his, his,
1: mouth hit, his mouth hit the floor, and my hand slapped him across the <laughs> eyes so quick.
3: It's, there's nothing better than those awkward moments of where you're just like, should I keep watching? Should I look away? Should I look at him? Should I look away? What should I do? Oh, no. Oh, hey,
5: as a kid, <laughs> I remembered. I was like, this chick was, was hot. Laughing. And then as an adult, I am like, Holy shit! This chick's really
1: hot. He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was laughing so hard. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh He's like, "How many more of these movies do you have to show me, Dad?" I'm like, "Wow, we just watched, the whole, we just watched yeah. the whole Rocky. We just watched the whole Rocky series together. That was that was awesome."
2: Oh, uh, I remember watching Rocky Four in the theater, sitting in the front row. All
5: right. Before we get away yeah. from this, I guess I'm outnumbered yet again. So, oh well.
2: Yeah, it's like five to one in here.
1: Blue Thunder is pretty cool, but I mean, you just can't beat the Airwolf. Really uh,
4: cool. I mean, if Whatever. you're talking
3: air superiority, Airwolf is where it's at. Yep. Hey, Clay. I mean, I mean, you, there's
1: nothing better than there's nothing better than retractable. D- it's on a, it's, no, a no.
5: it's lonely at the top. I'll just <laughs> say that. <laughs> How'd that
2: work out for you, Clay?
5: Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: it's
5: it's lonely at the top. That's all I'm gonna say. Blue <laughs> Thunder
1: has skid. Airwolf's got retracts. I mean,
3: come on, bro. Come I bro. mean, Blue Thunder <laughs> was. Dude, I mean, helicopter supposed to have for the time,
1: not 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 a fast one. Fast one's got retracts, right? Right. Yeah. Just think, Air drag. retracts.
4: Air. <laughs> retracts. Actually, the the,
5: <laughs> the Chinook yeah, they doesn't they have retracts. They, they
1: definitely they definitely <laughs> were not electric.
5: Well, the Chinook's <laughs> the fastest helicopter the army has, and it doesn't have retracts. But, but it doesn't. Have the Chinook either. is
3: not like a helicopter. That thing is a.
5: It's It's absolutely a helicopter. Well, it is. It it is, but it's it's on its own different level. (laughs) Yeah. It's still the fastest (laughs) helicopter the Army has.
4: Flying double wide.
5: That's what we call in
1: Texas, the flying flying double wide.
3: I mean, I'm a huge fan. That's by far the the best helicopter in my mind. Well, they did did drop a new one. What's that new one that they were – what do they call it? Uh, And I was kind of taken off because they didn't use an Indian name.
1: Oh, which that was weird. One? Yeah, yeah. what's the new one? The new Bell helicopter, right?
5: Uh, you're talking about the the stealth that they're working on. Yeah, it's uh, like an
3: Apache. A
5: kinda, no, one. Invictus. no the Invictus. Invictus. Yeah, Bell 360 or something
1: like that. That yep. thing is wicked.
3: Yeah, that thing looks wacky.
1: Hey, hey, and it's, it's got pneumatic retracts.
3: No, it does not. <laughs> hey, it's so, electric. It's electric, bro. So,
5: for that matter, though, um, I think that's still a concept aircraft. Once the military actually purchases it, I bet it gets a different name.
3: Because I thought it was weird because it's just it's always been on the honor system for the you know the American military to always do the Indian names for the helicopters.
5: Well, yeah. So that goes back to if you watch like certain like they all kind of have a pattern like carriers are almost always named after presidents with the exception of a few here and there, of course. Um, and then like battleships are named after States. Like, so there's patterns with it. And uh, that's what I've always kind of observed. And so I just always took it as a, that was a pattern
3: that they did.
1: They got you two know. PC, man. They got two PC. That's why it's
5: not a, yeah, per, I mean, to bring up a
3: fun so- topic. What type of ship would the USS Biden be?
5: Um, which <laughs> <think> one? <clears throat> what what is the uh, boat version of a Portageon?
3: Uh, God, you can't even say a U-boat because those things did a lot.
5: Yeah, U-boats were cool. I don't know. I, but I would. I bet there's not going to be any ships named after recent presidents at least we hope not
3: i mean would it just wander around the sea lost <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's perpetually <laughs> broken yeah, no, it's, navigation a non-armed, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a non-armed submarine
0: you that just sank my taco truck
1: electric
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh the rudder stuck to the left
3: it's just turning
0: the
1: Biden. The this yeah the uss
3: Bideness. <laughs>
5: yeah we had to go there we're not supposed to go there but we went there <laughs> yeah we got hey away. i that was y-
3: you guys asked us for rules and we said all in and you guys didn't have a rebuttal
5: i just hey, you're right yeah he's right but we yeah <laughs> none of have
3: totally avoided it that's
5: my
1: <laughs> hey, so, so so back to food chick-fil-a or raising canes chick-fil-a, oh, Chick-fil-A.
0: Chick-fil-A bro are you Chick-fil-A. kidding
1: me? the lord's chicken man I would eat Chick Fil A
3: on Sunday before. But on on Sunday, on
1: Sunday, it's it's Raising Canes. No,
2: it's not. No, you just wait till Monday, bro.
5: Dude, Papa's chicken sandwich is pretty solid
3: (laughs) on Sunday, man. Or just stop over at the Golden Chick, get you some (laughs) rolls, and drive (laughs) home. Just wait till Monday.
1: So, Cold Stone Creamery or 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 Marble Slab?
3: (laughs) Not Cold Stone.
1: I've only been to Marble Slab, so I can't compare.
0: I'm, I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> you're, you're
3: not, you're not missing out. If you guys want the best ice cream in the world, there's a place called the Eford's peach orchards in Pittsburgh, Texas. Dude, it is the best ice cream you will ever put in your mouth. And I'm very trustworthy in this because I am six five, three hundred seventy five 375 pounds. So I know food.
1: Right? <laughs> you had a successful restaurant too. Yeah, and I had a very successful
3: restaurant. What? So, if you guys are cruising down, what is that? Highway 157. I don't know. Everything's named highways here in Texas, and it's just a bunch of two lane roads or um, market roads or farm to market roads. Farm-to-market. It's the main road that goes like through, like main highway through Mount Pleasant and Pittsburgh and stuff like that. If you guys are tra- traveling down, you can get to Tyler to go on that route. And I totally recommend. Going and getting you some like peach ice cream or banana ice cream, cantaloupe ice cream. Dude, their cantaloupe ice cream is ridiculous. Wow.
6: I've never had cantaloupe ice cream before.
3: A lot that's of a people haven't. No, yeah, that's good. what I'm saying. It's good. It's delicious.
1: Oh. Now I want to go get me some ice cream. Thank you.
4: Cool. <laughs> oh, Not I want so. some Chick fil A.
3: <laughs> Dude, Chick fil A's mac and cheese, though. Tell me how fire that is. Have you That's ever had good. their mac and cheese?
5: I just always yeah. get the chicken sandwich.
3: Oh, dude, get the mac so, and I, cheese and get the chicken nuggets and just put them in there. Thank <laughs> me
1: later. <laughs> I, like, I, like getting their, I like getting their spicy breakfast chicken biscuit and add egg and cheese and strawberry jelly. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's hmm. where I'm going to go tomorrow morning. Thank you. Good idea.
6: Well, before we... <laughs> Before we go, I wanted to say something else. One more thing that was aviation related, but uh, that B-17, Thomas, when uh-huh. we found out it was coming, I told these guys, we need to go in together and buy one and call it Scrappy. They haven't taken oh, me up on it yet.
1: That's awesome. There's one called Patches that, that could be just as good. And it's accurate. There's, one, there's a World War II B-17 named Patches, and it had like the frontal fuselage half was silver, the rear was the olive drab, and then the stab was mixed colors too, mixed parts it's nice. called patches
3: and that reminds me of my 83 chevy suburban <laughs> <laughs> i think
5: jason is uh overestimating our uh scale airplane flying skills
1: hey and then y'all can get the bomb i teach you to fly Here's- it <laughs> <get> <laughs> yeah, in and our, and our simulated exploding bombs to put in there
6: absolutely
5: oh Make yeah fun. we uh we had a time with those uh exploding bombs <laughs> out at greg's yeah, a, <laughs> yes, that's we
1: that's we did. shotgun <laughs> shotgun uh blanks in there what are they
3: mm-hmm.
4: yeah
5: yep. oh yeah um if you ever meet greg can you
1: ask him about that a lot of fun
3: hey do you guys do pyrotechnics at bomber
1: we used to and then um when when bb weber then the founder of bomberfield passed away several years ago the club was allowed to stay there and, and keep keep the club going as long as we paid the insurance and paid the taxes and maintained the property. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we did the last pyrotechnics there about five, six years ago. Um, after that, the family happened to be there and they saw it and they said, you know, that's not really going to be conducive to continuing to be able to fly here. So we said, (laughs) okay, (laughs) (laughs) they're real, they're real, they're really nice and delicate about it, but they could just see something going horribly wrong one day and then being the end of the flying field and they just didn't want to risk it anymore. Like but some yeah, Final Fantasy
3: that. stuff.
5: So, what yeah, are you about
1: power techniques, like fireworks or what? Yeah, we used to we used to have we used to have explosives at bomber field. One of, one of the guys one of the guys did it. He actually used uh, gunpowder, uh, coffee creamer, and something else. And when that stuff went off, it made huge fireballs. But it smelled like Starbucks out there. It was crazy.
5: Oh, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. So, like mock bombing run things. Yeah,
4: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah he, he had really cool. He had really cool. Like. Uh, army tank that had cannons shooting off of it. He had little buildings and they'd all shoot up like anti-aircraft rounds kind of things. And they had had a huge, you know, BBU supplies B-29 over and he'd drop a simulated, you know, fat boy and the big, the big bomb would go off. And you could feel the heat sometimes on the, on the pit area. Wow. So
3: we did that at Warbird over the Rockies in Colorado. They still do it, but it's uh, they spend some money on that to yeah, do that it's, simulated A-bomb.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. But the family, like I said, they are too worried about something going wrong one day, something catching fire, somebody getting hurt. So they said, you know, we want to keep this going as long as we can. Let's just not jeopardize it with the pyro. So we kind of said, okay, that's fine, you know. But it's, it's a lot of fun,
3: though. It was well, super fun. I would definitely like to go on your guys' scrapyard one. <laughs> I could, uh, I could throw down with some people on there.
0: There are certain events that we uh, do that are, yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah, have y'all on over there? Casey yes. can set that up. I'm around on the scrap pile. Oh
0: no, yeah, that's probably that could probably happen. We haven't had a guest in a long time. Hell, we haven't even done a show in a long time.
1: Are y'all gonna, are y'all gonna are y'all gonna do a, a winter a polar bear swim y'all should do a winter polar bear swim podcast man
0: i i think jason can arrange that honestly i don't i don't think that's totally out of the question
1: that's the one you need I like I mean, Ryan to since he's a coloradoan he, he hey put, bro that, that that cold ain't gonna affect him you are like look at look at look at this you know it's cold out dude i will
3: i will probably die at that point because so i've been too busy <laughs> having heat stroke for the last three years
0: Yeah, it's like like 70-something degrees here right now, and I'm shaking like an angry chihuahua.
3: Dude, you walk out here, like, literally, my house is now building airplanes because
1: you can't do it outside in the garage. Well, at least in Oklahoma and Texas, you can put the thermostat wherever you want it. You know, there's parts of the country, they they don't have that privilege.
3: No, they do. The problem is is they sign up for that smart thermometer crap, (laughs) and they don't read the fine print. And then they go online and complain that, oh my God, my
1: house is 69 degrees higher than everybody else's. Those things are locking them at like 78 degrees or 80 degrees. Dude,
3: 86, 89 degrees, I've seen.
1: And it's just,
3: (laughs) and it's because they, they, they agree to the green leaf eco mode, which keeps it like 10 degrees cooler than outside. That's all it does, right? But they agree to it, and then they go out there and play victim. That's like
0: shooting yourself in the foot and then crying, saying you got shot in the foot.
4: Yeah.
0: I mean, I would probably cry if I shot myself in the foot. Just saying, <laughs> I'm not a t- I'm not a tough man
1: <laughs> either. Intentionally. Or- yeah. <laughs> dude, speaking <laughs> but of shooting yourself in the foot, I do <laughs> got to say this. So
3: this there's a skit out there. Go out or not a skit? It's an actual video. He this dude walks into Subway, right? And he's like acting all cool. He's got like. You could tell there's a bulge in his pocket and not like a good one. And he sit there (laughs) and he orders a sandwich, right? And the lady in front of him that got her sandwiches made, he just, you know, she walks outside and he reaches his hand in his pocket. And dude, literally the gun goes off in his pocket. Right. (laughs) It looks like he shoots himself in the foot, but it's hard to tell. And everyone just like walks out, like, whoa, what's going on? And he's like, Oh, I think it was the door that slammed and he's like nonchalantly trying to like wipe off either the blood or whatever with his <laughs> foot trying or the hole in the ground. Yeah, like <laughs> he's all he, he, someone else went to walk in and he opens up the door like, oh, we don't need that to shut real hard again. And he totally tries to play it off. And it's, wow. it's just a live. Or well, it's not live. It was a recorded video from the subway or whatever, where they totally watched. Yeah, Google that. Just watch it. It's pretty funny. It's entertaining. It's funny. I always Jeez. got a kick out of the guy that's trying to quick draw oh, and girl. he shoots himself yeah. in the leg. Yeah. I, right. just I
5: just my- shot myself. <laughs> yeah, or that <laughs> guy with that big
3: Smith and Wesson 500. That's a uh, that was at the gun range trying to teach people how to shoot. And he almost shot his forehead. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, one's a classic instructor too. Yep. yeah or the black the black dude that was uh, the ATF or something like that or FBI and he was in a school teaching and literally at dish after he's like look it's cleared chamber and everything else and boom <laughs> and he shoots himself right in the leg bro and he just like tries to play it off like oh. mm. <laughs> oh, sucks, he man. just tries to continue to go on teaching like there's no big deal if there's
1: a bullet hole Oh, wow. <laughs> this one time <laughs> at, bomb, at bomb camp. <laughs> yeah.
3: Tomas <laughs> stuck a flute.
1: No, no bomb camp, bro. <laughs> when those terrorists when tried to guys how to make bombs and he blew himself up.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that stuff on here.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm sure
3: we're on a watch list at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably multiple yeah. On oh, it. Too late. Dude, the the fact that my IP address is now attached to yours through this meeting, you guys are being watched,
4: I guarantee. Oh, oh dude, yeah. I've been on that
0: list for a long time, brother. It'll be all right.
5: After the Boeing engineer conversation, I'm sure we're on at least a few oh. watch lists. Right. right.
4: <laughs> that's funny. Oh, it's too good. <laughs> that's
3: funny it was fun though guys for sure yeah, i enjoyed this yeah we appreciate you guys coming on. i didn't do a lot of talk oh, yeah. about stall rc
0: but we did enough
3: at least to introduce
0: i think man i think we got a we handled it pretty good man we got some good information out there hopefully that yeah uh, steers people towards your site we can get some uh get some engagement you know uh, how yeah. long have we been recording now
2: uh we got about uh three hours close to it yeah
1: I think so every... you're going to be able to condense all this down to 30 minutes.
2: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, I think we got like two hours and 45 minutes or something in, but
1: yeah, yeah.
0: that's perfect. So, that's about right.
1: I, want to I mean, all know, of it's cherry
3: funny. besides my one comment.
1: Hey, K- hey, Casey, ah. Your, your, uh your flight on the yak 54. Is it all yeah. videoed? Everything went good. Yeah.
0: Everything, man, everything's gone way good with that thing so far, man. So I've got uh, really uh, writing your article is probably going to be the toughest thing for me, but I've got some pretty good footage up man, I've had it in the hands of uh, several guys, man. And everybody's had good things to say about it. So
4: good.
1: It's, it's I'm thinking thing.
3: about getting that revolt or whatever that is, that green and black one.
1: Oh yeah. That's because of-
3: yeah, all the old timers, dude, all the elders of my stuff, they're all flying extra three hundreds and all this stuff. And they're like, Oh, that ain't a real plane. Blah, blah. Oh yeah, These things are hard to fly, way harder to fly than what you're flying. And I'm like, man. So now I just feel like getting one just to. <laughs>
4: just
3: to fly. To fight. Yeah, dude, just to do the same stuff I do with my Cubs stuff. I mean, I don't fly my Cubs like they're supposed to be Cubs for the majority. I right. fly them like pylon racers. And you know that like drunk guy at the air show who yaks like yeah. he's drunk and he goes to steal the plane? That's what well, I do, bro. That's just, <clears throat> that's me having fun. That's Kyle Franklin, yeah.
1: yeah. He sent me a couple of clips of him flying that shot cub, and I swear they weren't designed to do what he's doing with them.
3: <laughs> no, they're definitely not. That's why stuff was breaking.
1: <laughs> okay, oh. so, uh, so here's the challenge. We need
5: to bring Greg Kenya. Kenya, yeah. That's what I was saying, too. I
2: was like, this sounds like <laughs> yep. Kenya.
6: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about flying a cub in a non-scale manner? He yeah. comes to Oh, word. gosh.
5: He has his own term, the GK shuffle.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it is
5: only properly performed with a J3
3: Cub.
1: Oh, man. Preferred quarter scale. Both yeah. wings. Yep,
0: slapping both wings.
3: <laughs> that's hilarious. Ironically, that's the only Cub I don't own.
0: The quarter scale?
3: Yeah, like I just don't – I don't have that one. What are that – is that from World uh, – who builds that one? Well, I guess
5: a lot of people build them, but – yeah, he, he had several different J3, quarter-scale J3s, so.
3: I mean, I got the Carbon Cub, the X Cub, the FX3, the Shocker, the Savage you know Bobber. It sounds now. like, right? It sounds like uh, the Apache.
4: Oh. Driving. Oh,
3: I was going to do my elevators, though, as uh, each elevator be pink and my rudder be brown on the Shocker 2.0.
1: Yeah, I call, I call it the Neapolitan ice cream special. Yeah,
3: of course, you wouldn't make it sound version. like food.
1: <clears throat> so, so, can we talk about that B52 for a second? Yeah,
3: uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should post some pictures on that thing. So, I haven't even seen it really, yeah. I'm, uh, and I'm on the RC scrap pile,
6: okay? It's been a I, while. I don't, I don't do a whole lot of pictures. Um. Well, A, I haven't worked on it as much as I wanted to, and B, it's, I, don't, I don't do a whole lot of self-promoting, but <laughs> I, I don't mind sharing pictures of it.
1: Man, so you, it's not self-promoting. It's just awareness, and man, that thing has so much interest, and I mean, I've, I've been like bated breath waiting for you to post another update or something on it. That thing is amazing.
6: It's funny you said that, because my girlfriend was just telling me earlier this week that I'm going to have to like make an announcement like two weeks ahead of time when I get ready to fly this thing, so... People nope. can um, watch. Nope, nope, not allowed. <laughs> Select group of
5: guys
3: from the first that way I can
5: lord it over them.
3: I was there. I was there. I was uh, there. <laughs> Man, I was there. Uh remember that big <coughs> beat uh what was it? Was it the B2 bomber? Yeah, the B Two from Carf models. He flew it, I think he maidened it down a bomber field, but I was there when he wrecked it in Colorado. Ooh. Ooh. Did you oh, watch a $40,000 plane just go up in smoke? Oh,
6: that's uh, that's
3: a, uh, that that's was a weird. bummer.
6: That's a beautiful yeah. airplane,
5: too, man. Somebody should have told him, hey, this isn't Guam. Right.
6: Wow. He's a good <laughs> pilot, too.
3: I, I just don't know what happened. I mean, it was like you, it was flying great and flat, and then it just literally just turned and just, like, Ground hammered himself right into the ground.
6: Man. Yeah, yeah, yep. It happens, but it's. So
1: how far how far out are you from finishing this B fifty two?
6: I'm trying to finish it. Keyword: Me trying. My my original goal was late this year. I don't know if I'm gonna make it, but I'm putting the effort in. I'm, I'm trying. Um, it'll be sheeted, hopefully within the next. What is this? This is September. So hopefully before I leave town in the middle of October, it'll be sheeted. Nice. Uh, I should have the whole airplane sheeted and I'll just have to glass it at that point. So
3: are you doing Uh, EDF or turbine?
6: It's eight 80 millimeter fans. Okay. Yeah.
3: What brand of fan are you running like a Shuler?
6: No, I don't have that much money. It's a, uh, (laughs) it's the E-flight 80 millimeter fan. Okay. So, um, I tested them. I I've, I 3D printed the cells that the fans actually fit into, and I, I've tested them uh, several different ways. But I, I mean, the plane's gonna hopefully it'll be around 60 pounds, maybe just a little bit under. But it's gonna have like 35 to 38 pounds of thrust, something like that. It nice. should fly okay.
3: If you uh, if it doesn't fly, it okay. Check out the FMS Predators; they're pretty close, okay, to size, and they're actually a substantial amount of power increase.
1: Okay, yeah. In, in January, in January, hopefully, I'll be selling some FMS aircraft. Nice. Okay,
0: that'd be cool. They make a three meter uh, fox that I would love to own. I'll look you up in January. <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah. that's my I, brokest I, month, man. I got Christmas and an anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> I actually well, well thank we God agree. they're only
3: 500 bucks.
4: <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs>
5: I would have to agree with Casey though that, that fox that is a really cool plane from what I've seen. And I would I'm be in on one of those.
1: I want to get I want to get the tiger cat and do a, a fantasy fantasy Southeast Asia camo Vietnam era scheme, counter and surgery, you know, scheme with a black belly and all that. I saw one that a guy on the international, the plastic model, you know, club did, He did a camo counter and surgery scheme. And it looks amazing. It looks amazing on a tiger cat. Okay. I'd love to do one of those. Huh.
6: So does, does, well, while we're on the subject of different aircraft, does legend have any interest in, well, you just said the, uh, in in jets is
1: what I was thinking. Yeah, the, the, the whole thing with the whole thing with whole thing with making a new model is you have to you have to be able to produce so many to make it worth your while and have like a absolutely international international dealer network where basically you know like Top RC for example you know ESM became Top RC the same owners of of ESM became Top RC um, right. And and the, the way they're able to do things is they're able to make it for the whole globe, the whole world. So whenever you go out and make a jet, I mean, you got to have the same kind of network. And I don't have that yet. So I'm trying to I'm trying to find a I actually have a composite company that's up and coming in China. They're building me a 81 inch Spitfire and two 71 inch models. One's a zero and one's a 109. And okay. they're done. They're sitting in boxes right now. I'm waiting for them to finish the instruction manuals that they're behind on. And once everything checks out, then I'll send them the final payment and get my aircraft coming. But um, I'm working with them to try to get some jets developed.
4: Um okay.
1: they're, they're trying they're trying to set up an international network. So through them, I'll be able to buy, you know, the jets and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I have an interest in jets for sure.
4: I know but I do.
1: I was just curious. Glad to hear yeah, it. One of my fa- one of my favorite one of my favorite jets is the slough. A7 Corsair 2. Yep. <laughs> really? <laughs> or everybody else what the SLUF stands for, right?
5: Never heard of I, it. No. Yeah, I don't know what that
1: stands for. Yeah, just just Google. I can't say it on the radio. Just go ahead and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's, it's military jargon. Yeah, just look up A7 Corsair 2 SLUF acronym, what it means, and you'll see. But That's yeah, true. I love the A-7 Corsair, too. And, and I love the A-6 Intruder slash Prowler.
4: Uh, yeah, the I do like those. Prowler.
1: I, I just yep. think a Prowler would be great <laughs> for this company to do because you can get two two aircraft out of one basic airframe. You got to change the vertical stab a little bit to get the Prowler. Right. You got to change the front of the cockpit a little bit to get the Prowler. But overall, the overall, you know, outline's almost the same. So I think that'd be right. really cool. And it's Vietnam era, you know, flight of the Intruder. I mean, come on. Yep, absolutely. Classic. Classic. And then you, yeah. you got the B fifty two, Jason. So you know, I mean, you got that part covered.
4: So <laughs>
1: it's
5: funny you mentioned the uh, uh, flight of the intruder. That's actually the movie that turned me on to the A one. Oh yeah. Yep, I've liked the A one ever since that movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one no, an amazing, amazing aircraft. We're trying one of, the, one of the one of the pilots in the group. He's he knows he does a, he does a lot of airframe inspections for aircraft, and he knows the owner of the. There's an A1 uh, Sky Raider down here in the area and uh, Houston area. And he's trying to get the guy to fly over to bomber field next week. He, the pilot owner said he might, if he's in town, he, he'd think about flying over um, bomber field with a Sky Raider. That would be cool. Really cool. Man, I love, that, yeah. I love the way that Sky Raider sounds. It's
4: amazing. <laughs> yeah.
3: I got a, uh, so I've shared this with very few people. Um, but I'm actually starting up a composite jet business here in Texas. And I talked to Tomas about this a little bit. And my first plane, of course, I mean, uh, I jumped balls deep in the, in the jets. Right. And I built an F-14 Tomcat. Okay, uh, okay, so you're gonna pick the uh, hardest one uh, to build. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, hey, bro, bro look, like right, if you can't right. do the hardest one, don't do the
5: easiest one. I mean, that's just <laughs> so. SR71's next, right?
1: <laughs> no, the Aardvark, man. Nah, you go, you yeah. go, <laughs> Ooh. go You're gonna go difficult. Let's go with the Aardvark.
3: Well, all what right, gets, right. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, the F14's got a lot of moving parts on it, and so does it's the f 11 Yeah, the
6: Aardvark's yeah.
3: got just as many, yeah. yeah. Um. And it's, it's right at a two-meter plane. You'll be able to power it with, like, twin 80s. You could really power it with twin 45s if you wanted to, but um, it's it's made to fit twin 80. Uh, the mock-up I did with it is with uh, Sweewin. Okay. And uh, I sent Tomas some pictures. I can send you guys some pictures of it, too. But, I mean, we spent a lot of time just getting it to where it's at, and it's actually going to be a true American-made – all the way down from gear uh laid up here the only thing that's obviously not going to be is the servos you the electronics and the turbine you know uh, okay but the other the rest of the kit it'll be sold is basically like an arf um and it'll just come primer gray i ain't getting into the scale painting i don't i don't want to go down that road there's not enough money in it for me for how much time you got to spend doing it i don't blame you uh and plus, then you get all the nitpickers. Um, I want $1,000 off because you missed three rivets or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. like. So I didn't want to deal with that. Uh, but right now we got the, the, the uh, F14. I got the F4 Phantom, um, F5, and F22. Is basically, those are all within its final stages.
1: Nice. Are they all um, the same size?
4: They yeah, the they're, yeah they're all,
3: yeah, they're all two meter because I really think in this hobby, there's, you know, it's either, it seems like the turbine guys are like, go big, go home, you know. Um, and there's a big void between the big jets that, you know, like that's basically 10th scale. Um, but it jumps from quarter scale and seventh scale and fifth scale to foamies.
4: Okay,
3: yeah. So, and my goal is is that F-14 with twins, you'll be able to build it for $6,000. With twins? With twins. Okay. That's my right. goal, okay. right? So, uh, to get it a little more affordable and still scale. Okay.
6: I like it. That's, I like the idea. That's really cool.
3: And I don't. Maybe I'll get Tomas to sell them for me because I don't know if I want to deal with that.
1: <laughs> hey man, I'm, I'm happy to. I'm happy to to help any way I can. I'm always looking for more aircraft to add to the fleet that are quality. Right. I know. And I know s- it's coming from you, it's going to be quality.
3: And Texas built. Texas built. Even though I'm not a Texan, right? Three, I'm three a-
1: bucket of chicken with every with every purchase. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We won't tell
2: anybody. I thought it was going
1: to be a revolver. Dang it.
3: (laughs) I know, right? True Texas way. (laughs) Guns and
1: ammo.
6: (laughs) Chicken
3: almost said something bad.
6: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds cool, man. Um, Yeah, I definitely, when you get that up and running, man, definitely remember us. I want to check that out.
3: Yeah. So right now, I'm kind of just battling with the uh, landing gear for the F 14. Okay. uh, Because we want it at scale. So, yeah, that's, I mean, we want to be able to, like, Casey has transportation issues, right? I'm right. calling you out. I'm just, no, it's a fact. You will literally be able to take this F <laughs> 14 and put it in the back of your truck, cover it with a moving blanket, and weight that part down and take it to Top Gun and have a chance. Okay.
2: Dang. Okay.
6: Now, so, on an F 14, I mean, if you if you just incorporated the oversweep just like they did on the aircraft carrier, I mean, it actually goes into a small package width-wise. Yeah, on, on its own, just just in that regard. Yeah, but I think folded I mean, like, up, I think it's, it's
3: like, like it's sixty-one inches wide with okay. wings with wings in. So okay, yeah. Man, That's I hate
0: cool. to be that guy, but I got to because, uh, number one, we're not going to be able to post this because it's too long. And number two, <laughs> oh, everything God. everything of mine is dying.
1: <laughs> hey, man. Hey, number number three, it's 1030. It's past my bedtime. I got to go take my, my bath and put on my uh, onesie. There. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> make sure you, hey, make sure you, you rub vicks on, on
1: your... got, you. Y'all got onesies, too. Don't be laughing. Fly, <laughs> down, fly down the hallway with your onesie on. I ain't yeah. admitting to nothing.
5: I choose not to look like a pink nightmare. So. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we all know what Clay wears if he voted for the, uh, Blue, the thunder. Blue Thunder. Yeah. Oh. True. He's got a Blue Thunder <laughs> 90. Oh,
4: yeah.
3: I would totally wear the- that if it existed. <laughs> Probably, Probably with a magic mat-no. thong. Right. Oh, yeah. That's more with like it.
2: In a back
4: door.
3: <laughs> what, what was the other Thunder? What was the other Thunder with the boat with Hulk Hogan? What was that? Mm
4: hmm. He's oh, got that shit, poster on
3: the wall too. Movie. That
5: uh, was Tropic oh. Thunder. No Tropic Thunder. No. Yeah, Tropic no. Thunder no. was you just went full retard, boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never go full
1: retard. Yeah, that's right. I'm He's a dude playing a wear
4: dude,
1: playing another dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay, from RC Scrap Pile, who would be the guy wearing the pink bunny suit like Ralphie in Christmas story?
3: <laughs> oh, that would <that'd> be me. <laughs> When I'm on there, I'll wear
5: it. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who that might would be.
0: Unfortunately, it's probably me. Probably Casey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it was called Thunder in Paradise. I think. It was Thunder in you know, Paradise. Place.
0: That was it. Yep, I finally found cool out. Cool
3: boats and mediocre women. That there was a go. good show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right, brother. Well.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well, guys,
2: yeah. we appreciate you yeah, guys taking the time. Night. And uh, yes, thank you guys. guys.
3: Hanging out with us. Appreciate. Yeah, I didn't you. realize this I'm was this long. My lady's been <laughs> glaring at me for an hour, bro.
1: <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, my, my whole family went to sleep. They're like, "Yeah, screw you. We're we'll going to bed." <laughs> yeah, I say <was> like, <laughs>
2: mine all went to bed. Even the dog went to bed. All
1: right, so, are y'all, so y'all being it. good? We'll talk to y'all later. Good night. All right, guys. All right, man, good one to y'all. Good one. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. All right, guys. We appreciate everybody listening. And check the show notes for some event dates. We had a new one that added for the Warbirds over Pump Jacks. It's out in Odessa, um, September 23rd through 25th, I think. Other than that, it's the same lineup we've had for a while. Uh, check the show notes for uh, affiliate links and everything.
5: Don't forget Superfly, one month away. Yep, we're one month out. <laughs> All
2: yep. right, guys, y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening. We'll talk at you next week. See ya.